Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 137, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning from 2012. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode's brought to you by Pixel Soldier Memory on play-games.com. Pixel Soldier Memory, that's a tongue twister, is the latest game here on playgames.com, and you can find it in the Minecraft games category where many games are waiting for you to play Pixel Soldier Memory. Well, shout out to Pixel Soldier Memory and playgames.com, and welcome to the show. After the break, we're going to be talking about the fourth or sixth or third, we'll figure it out after the break, <laughs> movie in the Universal Soldier franchise. Not the first one, but one deep into the no. franchise. Extracurricular activities. Joe, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Remember, we were watching Amazing. Amazing Race. Yes. Mm -hmm. Spoilers for a 20-year-old reality TV show. We were watching season two, and I was telling you about, like, there's, like, a really douchey guy, and he's there with his ex-wife, and she's, like, totally hooking up with, like, a dude on another team. Is this the dude who said he would punch her in the face or no? No, that's a different guy. (laughs) Same energy, but different guy. Like, he's, like, constantly, like, they're actually really toxic for each other. Like, she's constantly, like, you're shitty. He was, like, I was doing my best, and she's, like, that wasn't good enough as usual. And I was, like, oh! They're fighting. We're watching the end. Where It's, like, there's three teams left. The guy and his friend that she's hooking up with are a team. She and her ex-husband are a team, and he's like, you know, sucks. And then there's like a brother and sister that are just like wholesome. They have really strong, spoiler for like for the talk coming up, but they have like really strong Shannon and Boone energy. Oh, okay. And they keep winning these vacations together. And I'm like, Rachel, this is very, like, they're like blood relatives. They look alike and stuff like that, but they have like very strong Shannon and Boone energy going on, but like more wholesome, like less like weird. Maybe I just have shitty relationships, but either way, like, it's it's a little too wholesome. So they're, like, playing last night. It's, like, the final leg of the race, and they have to go to Alaska, okay? It's, like, one of, like, the last stops. They're at the airport, and the divorced couple, he's, like, where's the clue at? And they lost it. Oh, no. So they don't know where they need to go in Alaska. And so they're, like, hey. Well, the thing is that Alaska's not very big, so it's totally fine. (laughs) Exactly. They'll find it. They're like, hey, other teams, like, we lost our clue. Do you want to tell us where to go? And they're like, no, absolutely not. Like, what are you, like, we're like, uh, we're at the very end of almost winning a million dollars. Like, absolutely. We're not going to tell you. Right. And he's like, I would definitely tell you guys. And like, they like have a clip from before where like, he told the one kid, like, I will never help you in this game ever, like to his face. And he's like, you told me that. Like, I know you said that to me. And they, like, finally, like, they figure it out because, like, she remembers, like, the name of, like, the airfield that they needed to go to. So they just, like, followed the other plane because the other guys were there and they knew where to go. So they're, like, right behind them and they're, like, sitting at this fire. And she's like, you suck. Like, you're just mean to everyone. At this point, I don't even want to win the money because that means that you get half of it. Whoa, I would okay. rather lose so that you don't get anything. Damn. Okay? So, okay, so they go from Alaska, then the final place is San Francisco. He was born and raised in San Francisco, fourth generation San Franciscan. He's like, I know exactly where to go, everywhere in the city. It's going to be easy. We're going to get this million bucks. They, like, pull up to, like, the last thing, right? And, like, the other dudes are right behind them. They're in first, and the other dudes are right behind them. It's a foot race to the end. And she sandbags him, and the other dudes win. Wow. Like, she doesn't do it on purpose. She's like, I can't keep up. They're winning. And, like, the dude that she was hooking up with, like, wins. And he was in front of them. It was like, he was in front of them. They're in between him and, and, like, her. And, like, you both have to arrive at the finish line. They lost. 
and it was awesome. It was glorious. Oof. Rachel and I were really happy. It was like a really fun, dramatic ending to that. But I was like, dude, she threw it. Like, she had to have, right? I would imagine probably. The the, the true uh, hallmark of this is that uh, she did it so subtly in a way that you don't know for sure. And she kept saying like, oh, I don't think I can beat them in a foot race. Like, she kept saying this to him, like, in the car. And then, like, it became a foot race. She was like, I don't think I could do it. And she's like, slow jogging. And he's like, running, right? <laughs> She's like, I don't think I could do it. And like, you see the dudes come around the corner and just like blow past her. And she's like, oh man. Like she even hung in there till the end. I was like, man, that's some good karma. That was awesome. Good for her. I made some pizza dough. I'm going to eat a pizza tomorrow. That's, that's about it. I went to a wedding on Saturday, an outdoor wedding, which we recorded oh, early Zoom on Saturday. One. No, no, this is a real, I, I zoomed at the wedding, but it was a real wedding. Tell me this story because we, when you left, so the, what you cut out, I'm sure, or we were stopped recording. You said, I'm going to this wedding, and there was something about Zoom. So the bride-to-be messaged me and said, here's yeah. my Zoom login, thanks for helping. And I was like, what? And she said, <laughs> did my husband, I, I will keep names out of this, uh, did okay. my husband not tell you? I was like, nope, this is news to me. She's like, oh. I'm like, I can do whatever. Like, I'm not worried about this, but like, do I need to bring anything? And she's like, no, 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 we're good. I was like, okay, cool. I wound up using my phone, but I got, so they, they did the wedding through some wedding planning thing called Zola, Z-O-L-A. I think I've heard of this before, like on a commercial or something, but okay. What's cool, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure I've probably RSVP'd through Zola to some wedding before or whatever, right? But like, What's cool yeah. about this is that in pandemic times, they give all couples unlimited Zoom access. So like normally Zoom oh, has the 40-minute cool. thing. So like this was just unlimited. So the wedding was supposed to start oh, very cool. at like the ceremony was supposed to start like three. It started closer to four. But I, we had just set up my camera or my phone with the Zoom. Like on a tripod kind of thing? There's a tripod, yep. And I attached it there and I was bringing it around. And like, you know, one of our good friends from who lives in California was there and we were talking to him for a while. Uh, he cool. and his wife were in a car going somewhere, I guess. And then we were talking to other people in there. And then the ceremony happened. So I just set it up like I let her walk down the aisle toward the groom and my friend uh, who officiated it. And then I just set it up like at, basically at the, th- at the front of the aisle. So you could see the, the three of them at the altar or what was, you know, it was just under a tree. It was like a nice little area Good under moves. a tree. As they ended, I got up and I, I followed them out. And then we set it up and like they were able to talk to the people in the Zoom for a little bit. And then we have a Zoom set up for... Uh, Reception? R- no, for the photo taking. So they could see, you know, photos of, like, groups of people oh, cool. they've taken. And then I, you know, shut it down because I'm like, hey, look, you've, you've had my phone for two hours Zoom people. Like, that's enough. Like, I need, I need my phone back. <laughs> Yeah. But the, the reception, like, for, this was kind of, you know, it was, it was a socially distanced outdoor wedding. There were probably about 35 people there, I would say, including the bride and groom. The chairs set up in twos, so I was just in the front near my camera. Like my Basically, my plus one to the wedding was my, my phone, because uh, I had to man that. <laughs> but it was really well done, really nicely done. Um, what was actually really cool about it was the bride is Indonesian, and so the the food was a combination of great deli sandwiches uh, from Ooh. the town where uh, the groom grew up. And then okay. what I had was a pastrami and Swiss sandwich. And then she had sort of catered like pre-made boxes of Indonesian food, which was delicious. And I don't know exactly what I ate, but it was all very good. And it was, there was like, you know, the kind of the mixed box of the meal, which was either to get beef or veggie. And then also uh, there was like a little box of like desserts that was just like four or five different, like tiny little bite size Indonesian things. So I don't know what I ate, but it was all good. The wedding was well done, very nice and safe too. Like nobody, you know, I didn't feel unsafe there, which was the the good thing. Like everybody was, you know, pretty much respecting the masks or the distancing or whatever, which was was good to say. Also, big Spelunky 2 news. I told you this yesterday, but I beat the game the real way the hard way legitimately not that the last time was not legitimate but truly legitimately so as of like monday night i had like five things left to do in the game 
And okay. one of them is like this complicated thing where you have to like, it's maybe the hardest thing to do in the game or one of the hardest things to do in the game. That's not, you know, beating the game on 99 levels or whatever, right? I got further in that than I ever had, but I didn't really finish the thing. So it was it was good, but it wasn't like I still had to keep doing that. But then yesterday, like in the span of an hour, I beat the game in under 10 minutes to get one trophy. And then I beat the game the hard way to get another trophy. And so I had like five things on my to-do list and I knocked out two of them in an hour. So the other three things I've cool. left are all tricky, but uh, nearing the end sort of kind of uh, of Spelunky, which is which is good because, you know, I have uh, put in a lot of time over this past, you know, <laughs> five, like five weeks or whatever. I'm glad you're good. I'm, so, I'm glad you're still chugging along, bro. Yes, for sure. And I, I am still loving it and I'm still enjoying it, which is the important thing. It is. That's the most important part. I watched a couple movies, nothing really to report on. There's a couple movies that I really want to see that are on Netflix. There's a new Aaron Sorkin movie about the trial of the Chicago 7, which I want to see, but I have not seen that yet. Ooh, um, there's okay. a new movie on VOD uh, with Dylan Galula, who you might know as Zan. Like the sister from Kimmy Schmidt. Oh yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Really funny on Twitter, and she's just like a really cool actress. Uh, she's the star of a new movie called Shit House, uh, which I want to see. So there's movies that I want to see that I will report back on. But the things that I saw were good, but not great. Nothing really worth taking up valuable time on. The one thing I do want to talk about, though, what? is our Patreon poll. Okay. So I don't know what we wanted or what we expected, but what we got <laughs> is not what we want. So we have eight votes right Ugh. now. And it is exactly a 50-50 split. If people have not listened to the last episode, we asked people who support us on Patreon to vote if they wanted us to do Lost or if we wanted to switch over to this new other TV idea that I I will not detail here. It's all a secret on Patreon. Essentially, what you and I wanted was definitively one way or the other. Just a swing. Just it didn't matter which. We got the worst possible outcome. (laughs) It's four for four. We still have a bunch more people who could vote. So, you know, we have a little bit less than 50% voting right now. Uh, So if you've not voted, this is actually crucially important for you to vote because, like, (laughs) I genuinely... It feels like, you know, they always say that, like, the best compromise is one where nobody is happy. But, like, this is bad. Like, this is not... I mean, it's not not the end of the world, but it's just, like, guys, like... not good. Like, what do we do? Do we... we, Like, alternating feels like the worst idea. Like, that's going to be... Alternating is the absolute worst idea. That's going to be bad. Like, what, what do we do? I don't know. But yeah, anyway, go to Too Fast Too Forever to Too Fast <laughs> to vote if you have not yet because make sure like two of you go and just keep tying it just to just to make this impossible for us. Well, we That'll have some really email fun. updates about this because we've got a couple comments and stuff on them, so I will okay. I will share that with you soon. But like, I don't know what I said this to you. I was like, I don't know what I expected, but I, I was hoping it wasn't this. This is what this is all I was hoping for. <laughs> As of the time this comes out, there's still, I think, four days to vote, maybe? So four or five days to vote. So do that thing, because on Tuesday, when the next episode comes out and we record the episode after that or whatever, uh, we are going to need to plan figure out yeah we need to watch a thing right so yeah, yeah. one one way or the other we need to know what we're doing so please go vote if you have not yet too fast too forever.com and speaking of too fast too forever.com shout out to cassie wilson jake freer ben milliman nick burris alex ellenin justin kleinman brian rodriguez of high school slumber party Haley gerbys west hampton christian larson jerry robinson dan the duke hayden renato di donato and jessica collins aka montez, montez. For supporting us over there at the $5 level or above. Thank you all Thank so very you. much. Thank if you want to vote on this mystery poll one way or the other, I mean, I guess this means that, like, neither idea is better or worse than the other. It's just personal taste. So if you want to know what we're talking about, even a dollar a month gets you voting rights over there at TooFastTooFrapper.com. Yes. Also, swag and merch and all that sort of stuff and our undying love and affection. Plus, at the right tiers, you can pick things for us to watch. So that's pretty cool. So, too fast. Cool. 
Forever.com. And you can pick something that's not one of these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to, we'll, we'll actually do it. You won't even need to vote. We also have an uh, email address here on the show, family at cageclub.me. If you don't want to support us on Patreon, if you're not able to at this time, then it's totally fine. Send us an email. We'll love you that way too. Yep. But Joe, we have a handful of emails today. Jerry sent in a car picture, which, which we'll save. Cool. But Jerry also sent in an email called Fuck Houston. So I'm assuming this is going to be about the Astros, but let's find out. I have a guess. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Hey guys, it's been a while. Hope everything is good. Last time I wrote was about Ileana and I moving into an apartment in November. We decided to cancel yeah. that and go for a house. Ooh. Ooh so wish us luck. Moves. Good luck. Yeah, damn good luck. You've you've heard Joey's uh house things that happened and you know, Rachel and I uh, I think it was the best decision that I ever made because I can do whatever I want here. So yep. that's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. So speaking of Ileana, she turned 30 on September 29th. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And I wanted to pop the question on a trip, but the global bastard. <gasps> so instead, oh. we went out to a place called Yard House. Lots of beer. Ileana. Yes, I know Yard House. Yeah. I've heard of Yard House, too, I think. Ileana was yeah. upset the A's were eliminated by the Astros. I'm with you, Joe, too. Fuck them for that scandal and not getting a heavier punishment. Yep, agreed. Title should have been stripped and vacated. The whole organization should have been suspended one season and automatic wins to the opposition. For example, three-game series with the Pirates. Pirates get three wins by default. No wins Ooh. at all for what they've done. Sorry if that's aggressive, but not sorry for the Astros. So I'm going into anyone but the Astros and Dodgers. Since I'm a Giants fan, those teams get eliminated. I'll be satisfied. That's all I got for now. Be fast and never last. Well, that would have been the only three Pirates win of the season. <laughs> Essentially, is what so, would have happened. A couple thoughts on that. Number one, you kind of left us hanging with the proposal. Like, did you propose at Yard did House? You, yeah, you didn't finish that story up. Can I get some pictures? I'm sure somebody took a picture of it. Can we get, like, a something here? Please, let, let's find out. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll see what happens there. Also, as we are now here, it is the Dodgers and the Rays in the World Series. And I am sorry to say to you, Jerry, that you know, I know you like don't want the... the Dodgers are... I don't love the Dodgers, but I love players on the Dodgers. And I love mm-hmm. Mookie Betts, who was an absolute hero last night. And mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw, I had on my fantasy baseball team, who pitched really well last night. His postseason woes are over, it seems, at least for now. I actually don't know what the schedule is, because I have not watched baseball since the Yankees lost. Not really sour grapes, it's just like, I just kind of don't care. Care? Yeah. I get you. I have a different perspective on it. I don't want Tampa to win, because I don't want Tampa to have the Stanley Cup, the World Series, and Tom Brady Ooh. this year. I'm very against Tampa winning the World Series, even though they have former Pirates, which is great for them, and I have no problem with the Rays. I just don't want a possibility of that happening, and I'm not even saying it. And there's no Tampa basketball team, right? I mean, the Orlando just hosted all of these, so I mean, it's not Orlando yes. Tampa, not the same thing, but Florida just hosted every basketball game, so yeah, all right. Exactly. City of Champions, there's one City of Champions, and that is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you very much. I was going to say, I thought it was Boston after the way that Boston, like Boston no, dominated no, for a no, decade. No. Basically, that's, that's 05 okay. to 15 was like, or 04 to 14 or whatever was like, oh, Boston won everything. Oh, I didn't send you this thing I saw last night. It was like, it was so cool. I'm going to send it to you. It was just like a, a spreadsheet of like where Tom Brady was living in the year and the championships of that city that year, like those years. What do you mean? Like, what, what does that mean? Tom Brady was living in San Francisco. Like the Niners won the Super Bowl four times, five times. Oh, right. Okay, so just championships follow him even if he's not playing. Yes, and then he's like, he's living in Detroit. The Red Wings win the Stanley Cup three times. Michigan wins the national championship. Then, like, then he goes to Boston, all that shit, and then, like, he's in Tampa now on the 
Lightning won this year. So that's 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 really weird. It's really weird. Yeah. So I guess he never lived in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, some of the stuff you know, like conference champs, national champs, whatever. Like, oh, Nash Jebs is a thing, but like, yeah, conference champs is a different thing. But yeah, that's that's crazy. It's really nuts. It's I don't like it. That's my last thoughts about that. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, congrats, Tom Brady. <laughs> Next email, but Jerry, you got to send in a follow up to that, please. please yeah. Next email from Montez, subject line for Joe 2. She texted me about this because we were talking about something else, and she texted me. I'm like, please just email this thing because I'm not going to remember, so I'm glad she did. Okay, good. I know you love Lifetime movies. One was yes. recently filmed 45 minutes from my house. Ooh, what was it called? Doesn't say. Okay. We'll find out in months when she catches up to it. That's fine. And it probably is going to take months, well, or four weeks for it to come out. So yeah, depending on the turnaround time, but I have a feeling it's going to be quick. Also, I've been listening to so many freaking episodes. That is all I've been talking about. I'm at the Burger Wars. I love Whataburger and In-N-Out. So there's that. If she's at the Burger Wars, she has like 60 more episodes of that. She says under 100 episodes. So she's very early still, except you're about to release another one. I'll catch up before 2027 Montez. Oh, Thankfully, she's still invited to the party. So then she commented on our post on Patreon, which was the poll, and she said, "If I can com- if I can commit to catching up on over 130 episodes, you can you guys can finish Lost. I have faith in you guys." Well, it's not about that. Like, it's not. We can do it. Oh, we're definitely go- like we're gonna do something. It's, it's just, just a, it's more what? so about nothing. Neither of the options make sense, and the other one is kind of more appealing. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Good our vote. next email, also Patreon email. This was the first time this happened for this poll new one dollar patron meet rachel i don't know if she told you she did this but she joined she our patreon for one dollar <laughs> and she voted for lost she's like i needed to make my opinion known i was like cool okay she she used my card to subscribe to patreon so what she's <laughs> doing is she's giving a dollar that we get like 90 cents 80- on and then yes, 45 yep. cents of that goes to me. So she's yep. essentially throwing 55 cents away every month just so that you guys can keep watching Lost. Yeah, that's what she did. Not bad. For sure. She's really enjoying it. So she said she wanted to vote. And I was like, well, you have to be a patriot. You can subscribe for a dollar. So she did it. And then I saw the charge on my card. I was like, God damn it. Well, I can tell you that I don't think Maria has voted yet. And I still think Maria is a $1 patron. So if Maria, if, if Maria, I mean, Rachel's not listening to this. Maria's definitely not listening to this. No. But uh, if Rachel wants to get some familial influence and pressure oh. on the lost side of things, she can just send a quick text to Maria and have her swing that way. I forgot way, so. about that. She's a real yeah, swing vote. She is. She's, she's the pencil. She's the Ohio in this whole thing. Yep. Our next email, also from Montez. Subject line, dude, I almost had you. Look, she's already quoting the series. It's great. Yeah, she knows. She knows. She says, my dude, in fact, did not enjoy that I slapped a sticker on him, but he's hyped to catch up on episodes and ultimately (laughs) watch all the movies. Cage Club podcast family fan for life. Oh, my God. What a cute bean, too. Oh, my God. So she she, she did put a sticker on his head. It's covering it's one so eye. Cute. Love it. It's so cute. Oh, man. Look at those big eyes, too. Yeah. He's a cutie. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Take that sticker off that baby Montez. <laughs> nah, keep it on. It's fine. Just take him to the store like that. When I was still living in Pittsburgh, I went to go get a coffee one morning. Like, every morning we'd run into this guy who was a tattoo artist, and he had two kids. And one of them was, like, small enough to be in a stroller. And they were, like, very independent kids because he was, like, a tattoo. You know what I mean? Like, you just get the vibe, right? Sure, yep. And one morning we were getting coffee, and I turn... And, like, his one, like, the youngest son just had a fake mustache on. He was, like, he just dresses himself in the morning. He did that. So, Love like, <laughs> there is this, like, very, like three-year-old child with just, like, like and, and he was also, like, super good about his expression, too. Like, he, he was not phased by it. And, like, I just, like, look and start dying. And the kid just, like, looks at me and is, like, what? 
and just like keeps going. Very <laughs> Thank cool. You, Very cool. I appreciate this. Our last email for today is from Wells Lamont. Subject line: Lakers 2020 NBA champions still riding high. I finally started the voyage once again. Here's to the first one. Cheers. Dude, that was just a title. Just the title. There's, there's nothing in the body. Please. No, 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 no. There's a lot in the body. There's a lot. In okay, the body. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay, good. That was a good title, though. Well, says Brian was inches from totaling his car in the Dodger Stadium parking lot, damn near before the movie even started. He would have lost True. two cars in less than an hour of movie. Yeah, he almost did total it, and there's nothing around. So this next paragraph, I read this and I stopped reading this. This is a journey of a paragraph, so hold your emotional reaction till the end, because it's net positive, but it's a real roller coaster of up and down. Okay. 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 It's a weird feeling after listening to this podcast for so long and hearing such different ideas and angles and picking apart so much of each movie, I no longer watch these three to four times a week, LOL. I've lost the initial lust I carried for so long. Similar to newlyweds turning into a boring couple, except I was a newlywed for 15 plus years and I'm never, I will never get bored of these movies. I just watch them differently now. Instead of my 3D friends that bounce my thoughts off of, I have you guys. I'm thankful for that. I love every second of it. Not to mention... The fast family you've created, it's a wonderful thing. I'm watching oh. one, and I'm going to run through the scene, so I'll be sharing plenty here in the near future. It's how I do my best work. Good. Yes, that was a roller coaster. But so I was like, oh yes. no, we ruined the franchise for him, but in the end, it's like, no, you made it better. So I get it. I get it. You watch him through a completely different lens now. Yeah. I mean, you've you've heard. like We've definitely changed how we watch him, for sure. So. Yeah. Why does Ja Rule and the Asian homie even want to race Dom in the beginning? Is the respect and getting the win more important than money for them, too? I'm all for going up against the best to see what you got and to prove yourself, but not when there's money on the line and rather race not the best there is. Yeah, fair. Yeah, take the easy win for two for for two large on Brian's podcast on High School Slumber Party. He recently okay. had on John Harden, who was the guy who got married that I went to the Zoom wedding for that I was uh, pestering at Brian's wedding. I was like, hey, invite me to your wedding. So John is a theater guy. He's an actor by trade. He's also okay. a chess master, and he has been chess teaching wow. chess in quarantine. But he wow. talked about this movie, uh, ooh boy, don't remember what it's called, but it's got John Leguizamo in it, and he's the director, but it's this new chess movie with high schoolers that came out. They talked about it on the show. But he told the story about okay. how there was this guy who was like becoming a lawyer or something, but he finished law school. I, I don't remember exactly the story, but basically he finished law school at 23. He wasn't eligible to become a lawyer until 25 or something. So he had just a two year window. And in those two years became the best chess player in the world. Like just became damn unbeat. Like he went, he like won all over America, won all over Europe, just dominated everywhere. He settled in new Orleans, I think. And he was just like, Hey, anybody wants to come challenge me. I'm taking all comers and nobody said anything. He's like, okay, cool. I will go second. So I don't, it's cold for fire. So I guess I think white goes first. So he's like, I will play black and I will also lose a pawn. So like, I will be wow. down one move and one person. And like, you can, anybody, and still no one did. The thinking that if you beat him, people could say, yeah, but you didn't beat him at his best. So I'm wondering if like in this situation, Jaw Rule and the other guy, whose name I don't remember, but he's the one playing video games. What if they're putting in like, 500 bucks to Dom's 2,000 because Dom's like, yeah, there's no way you're going to beat me. Like, I'll stake the full amount. You just pay five. Like, I wonder if there's a little bit of that, like, Dom saying, I'll play without the pawn, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so either. I'm just trying to make sense of, like, what obviously seems like a dumb move for them to do. I don't know. I think think your machismo might kick in at some point and you're like, look, like, I got him beat. You know what I mean? Like, I put all this money into my car. Like, I did this modification. Like, I know I'm this fast. I got a shot. 
and you're still going to lose, but you think you might win. Like, we know, because we're seeing it from the third person, that, like, Dom is definitely going to win. But, like, you know, you don't know their personal motivations and stuff, and they're like, maybe I got a shot this time. At the previous races, we don't know how close they were in the previous ones either. True. True. I don't know. Wells goes on, we've discussed this before, but with the day and age we're in, and knowing this franchise as well as I do, it sounds crazier and crazier every time I hear them drop, drop a soft A let alone a hard F at the beginning. Neither was to be used ever again. What's a soft A? I don't know. Another hard F. Like asshole? Maybe? I'm not sure. When Jesse reaches for the chicken first and Dom lets him know you have to say grace, it seems like that's the first time the rule has been implemented. We talked about this. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense, whatever. You reach for the food first, you have to say grace. It was like it never happened before. And that's my thing. It's like they're teaching the audience, but like Jesse should know better. Like in that moment, just have Ryan yes. reach. Just have Ryan reach, and like everything is resolved. I agree. Again, stop me if we've discussed this before, if we just leave this part out, but when one cop says Dom's sister's blurring Brian's vision, proceeds to say, I don't blame you, I get off on her security photo too, his yep. mouth says something else, and I'm pretty sure he says beat off to instead of get off. I remounted three times to make sure. Woo. Ooh, no, we didn't pick up on that in the minute. We definitely saw that it was ADR, but we didn't know what he said. Beat off to. That's kind of gross. Yeah. I mean, that's more, I guess, realistic, but just like gross. Good. Glad they changed it. Yeah, same. Do you think Dom whooping Tran's ass at Race Wars was the reason, or at least the tipping point, for why Tran shot Jesse? Obviously, the racing for the pink slips thing was probably the main reason, but maybe Dom pushed him over the edge. Tran's look he gave Dom after Dom was screaming and never narked on nobody leads me to believe it was Dom's fault. I think it has to do with that and Dom hooking up with his sister, probably, right? I mean, does that lead to murder? Uh, Who knows? I I guess the other question is, did they mean... There's some strong tension. I don't know how you could do what they did, and the answer is no here, but did they mean to kill Jesse? Or they yeah. just want to intimidate yeah, and like shoot up a car? No. Because it feels like with Dom, in the car. Dom scrambling down the hill and like Mia just screaming on the porch. Like they could have aimed, I know they're driving by, but like it feels like they could have aimed better. I don't know. Like I wonder. Well, we saw them hitting every car besides Brian's. So your theory. So kind they're of, bad shots. Yeah. They're really, really bad when they're shooting from motorcycles. Well, that's just what I'm wondering if they're, maybe they weren't aiming to kill. Cause it just, it does feel like there's bad blood. And we know there's been bad blood that Dom slept with the sister and, you know, business deals Shot gone sour car. and beats up Johnny in public. And then Jesse ostensibly almost like it seems like maybe he steals a car from Johnny. Whatever. Right. Like all these things add up. But murder? Murder's a murder's a step. It is, it's a bit of a jump. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. What did Dom do with dead Jesse? He had to skip town. So what could have what could he have done? I wonder how Jesse's dad took it. Maybe Jesse's dad's the voice in Hobbs and Shaw. Woo. Maybe he's Ooh. no knees to knees. Ooh. Ooh. They leave me still with so many questions. How cool would it be if Justin Lin brought it back around and gave us closure? I want it so bad. And if you're listening, Justin Lin, which I think that you are, tell us who the fuck no knees to knees is, please. Well, we have news on that coming up soon. We do. Just we finished do. the movie. I'm going to pop in two tomorrow, but that'll be a separate email. Okay, bros. Until next time. Peace, anus, you anus piecers. Winky face. Peace out, you anus piecer. Yeah. Thanks for writing in, Wells. I appreciate all your takes always. Yeah. Glad to hear from you, brother. If you want to email in family at cageclub.me, thank you all for doing that. Especially Montez for, you know. Yeah, seriously. Doing that thing, catching up. And slow Lord's down. Work. Slow, I mean, slow, take a break, man. Yeah, well, you know. Put some other stickers on your baby or something. Yeah. Just take a break. All right, Joe, on the streets, news so about Fast news. and Furious. So Got much news. Three things. This day just blew up. So the first one. The big one. Start with the big one. We'll work our way down. They confirmed what they had rumored for a while. There's going to be two more core movies after nine. So they're going to release nine in, how many, like seven months? Six months, seven months? And the end of May, right? Memorial yes. Day. 
They're going to release Memorial nine. Day. After that, there are going to be two more core movies, both of which directed by Justin Lin, which is very exciting. Yes. That leaves open the table of spinoffs and more Hobbs's, Hobbs's and Shaw's's. Yes, that's true. And like Bloody we were lead. theorizing yep. that 10, we, we don't have this confirmation yet, but because there's two more after nine, there's a good logic that 10 is split into two. Yes. Because they said they were going to do 10, and now there's two more after it, two more after 9, which means 10 and 11, but really 10 twice. All the news things are reporting it's ending at 11, but like a while ago we had heard that it was going to be 10, 10 like you're saying, 10, like Breaking Dawn or Sopranos or anything that ends a thing and split into two parts. Nobody seems to be reporting that, even though, because that was the thing, people were like, this isn't news. Like, people are either freaking out or they're like, it's not news. It's like, it kind of is, it's kind of like, confirming that there are two more is big, because we always heard that it was going to be 10, now that there's going to be 10, 1, and 10, 2, or 10 and 11, something, right? Like, that's that's news. I'm excited that we get, even if it's one movie split in two, that we get two more. That's yeah. cool to me, too. Yeah. Also, we got smaller news today that Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bow Wow, a.k.a. Twinkie, is going to be in 9, I guess? I don't know if they're doing reshoots. I don't know what they're doing, but... Um... <laughs> but- but apparently he tweeted that he was working on Fast 9 today, and he's excited about it. So, yeah, so that's interesting. We get Bow Wow back. That's cool. Very cool. Shout out, Twinkie. One other bit of news that I saw that was not exactly Fast and Furious, but it is adjacent as a movie we covered. David Gordon Green oh, yes. and his whole Danny McBride, Jody Hill duo, partnership, team, whatever are going to team up with Seth MacFarlane, the brainchild behind Family Guy and yep. all that sort of, all his many, many projects, to do a Smokey and the Bandit TV series, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And actually, the article you sent was like, I, I laughed about it. They were like, the two people to play the Bandit, it was somebody's opinion in the article. It should either be Danny McBride or Ryan Gosling. And I was like, "Does this? did, this, did we write this article? Yeah. That would have definitely been our two choices. Seriously. Right? Driver... Or Danny McBride. Yeah. Perfect. And what I said to you was that, you know, Danny McBride already had a series called Eastbound and Down, and now the song Eastbound and Down from yes. Smoking the Bandit. Like, it's just, it's crazy that, like, he just can't get away from that, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. Dude, he would be such a funny bandit, too. Yeah. If he's bandit, who you cast as Smokey? Ooh. And also, I don't remember the other character's name, but his, the truck driver, too. You need, you need, a, you need another guy. Maybe, maybe you do, like, a Walton Goggins. Maybe, like, they keep going with the Vice Principals thing that became a Gemstones thing. Like, oh. Right? Like, he could, he could fit in that that's world genius, in, the, in the Southern dude. thing. Yes, you nailed it. I think that's it. And they just make, like, a skinny Smokey and a really chubby bandit. It's <laughs> Danny McBride. Yeah. It works. It works. That really, or I'm um, John Goodman. Okay. Right? Because he was in Gemstones, and he looks like Smokey. That would be a great fit, too. True. But I like I like your making him, like, younger and skinnier. That's funny, too. Either well, especially one, because, matter. you know, like, Walton Goggins, I knew, learned of him, knew him, whatever, um, from Justified, which is set in the South, set in Tennessee. Uh, set in Kentucky. Hello. Set in Kentucky. And so it would be cool to see him back in that kind of groove again, right? So, I mean, he could do yeah. the accent, so, yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool. Good call. Wow, that's interesting. And then who plays who plays um the girl? Who plays Sally Sally Fields? Well, I mean, if you keep the uh, the gemstones thing alive, you could do Edie Patterson, who is the uh, the crazy sister. But except that's not you know I don't I don't think no. that she fits. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing on Sally Fields right now. I was wondering if you had something. That's mm, all I, was asking I didn't even think about. It. I just thought of Walton Goggins off the jump here, like just kind of out of nowhere. I'm trying to think now. Who would you cast as like like she just needs to be beautiful, right? Somebody with chemistry, like. 
you cast Gosling, then you put like I, I know you're gonna hate it, but you put like an Emma Stone there because it's like that, or you put the uh, Sad Queen or somebody. You put like a character, like the a Sad Queen. I thought the Sad Queen you got options. Oh, you got God. options. If it's Gosling and Emma Stone, I'd blow my brains out. <laughs> oh. Joe, good so news. They cast Ryan Gosling as as Bandit. Oh, nice. I'd be like sick. They cast Emma Stone as Sally Field. It's like also, it's half a musical, and it's about making a musical about Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> Fuck me. If nobody great. knows, I hated La La Land. That's the yeah. Joke go listen to the movie. first episode of uh, Boyfriend Material, where yeah, Joe is uh, hate that very movie. angry. Um, any other news? I mean, I sort of no, shot shot the wad there, but uh, any other news that you have seen? No, it was a big news day week for sure. So. Twenty four hours because that uh, the first news broke last night, so it's it's been crazy. I mean, it's gonna be a couple days old by the time we uh, yeah. get here, but uh, yeah, man, crazy. We posted it. It's up. If you want the latest and greatest, just check out uh, too fast at too fast you forever anywhere, right? So yeah. Yeah. It is now time for the Ana Lucia Cortez, Leticia Ortiz, Lost Four Minutes, the penultimate episode in season two, Three Minutes. So this is a Michael episode. It is. And it's a weird Michael episode because we start flashing back to the island, not to the flashbacks which is what you were asking but it's not entirely satisfying i don't think because you were like are we gonna see and it's between 13 days ago and today and that's it yeah which is okay but it's also a little bit like oh okay and they kind of mix it in a weird way because kind of the same thing is happening now so i get the idea of it but it was like kind of confusing to me like i would forget like which part we're on it's like michael has a gun and it's like okay michael's like going away and you're like okay i'm like is it this time or the last time and like what was happening but we kind of revisit the episode where like michael runs away with the gun and and they get kidnapped kate gets kidnapped and then they have to negotiate with the guns now there is a reveal in this episode in that scene that they had kind of hinted at alluded to danced around but not confirm although it's not what? really necessarily confirmed but I will let I will let it play out a little bit more. But do you notice anything in that scene of not really a major note, but minor note, or no? With the text on this computer screen? No, when at the kidnap scene, when they're in the, the fire circle, when Kate's bound up or whatever. What's her name? The the woman that was holding Claire hostage is there. Kind of knew. I mean, we knew that she was with them. Yes. But there is more to that. Something that I'm not saying. Yes. Which I don't know She's if like, it's how's news Claire or not. How's Claire? How's the baby? look your friend like she's like kind of working against them a little bit well a little bit that but there's there's more to it than that i don't know what you're getting at uh she is uh russo's daughter i thought that i said that that was my theory all along so when she was cast tanya raymond who plays um yeah alex they were cast her as like young woman or like brunette woman or something but her name is alex so they finally i think they for the first time they said her name alex oh. uh, on the show and we knew that like russo was like where's alex don Diasta, alex you know kian alice uh. whatever right so yeah okay so they, like that confirmed it but I, in my head she was already russo's daughter anyways right like okay so my theory was right and as much as i was just continuing with it in my head it is now being confirmed Perfect. yeah like it's not i don't think it's really like there's not like a lot a of young people on the island right so like and she's like why would she be working against them and also look just like russo but younger and like yeah yep it makes too much sense so michael's like now he has this like list of people that he has to bring back because like they tell him like you can't get uh walt back unless you bring these four people back and it's like sawyer jack hurley and kate and kate 
And so he goes back, and in, like, the worst possible way, he has to convince just those four to go. So they're like, okay, we're gonna, he's like, we need to go fight them now, like, us four. And Hurley's like, dude, my girlfriend just got shot, like, I'm good, man. And he's like, no, you need to go, like, let's, we must go swimming right now. (laughs) And he's like, like, no, man, like, I'm good. And then, like, Jack's like, well, why don't we get, like, everybody to come? And he's like, no, no, Jack, we can't do that either. And he's like, okay. And then, like, Sawyer's like, dude, why don't we get, like, Saeed to come? And he's like, stop. Like, we can't keep adding people. We only need to add Hurley. And, like, (laughs) it's this really weird thing that doesn't play right. (laughs) I would have seen right through this, right? Like, and all of a sudden, Jack starts taking orders from Michael. Like, bro, you, he wasn't taking orders for shit the whole time. He's always like, it's my way or the highway, and, like, this is what happens. And, like, all of a sudden, Michael's like, no, we need just these four people to go on a hunt to, like, fight 20 of them. I'm like, no. We find out that that lady that's, like, talking to Michael, that's part of the others, that kind of, like, has him kind of hostage, her name's Miss Clue, which I like. That's a little Miss Nowhere-y, right? Mm-hmm. Echo just gave up on the fucking church, man. He's done. He doesn't give a fuck. He's he's pressing buttons now. He's good. He got numbers. He's okay. That's his mission now. Charlie's like, what am I supposed to do now? The level of satisfaction like, on Mr. Echo's face when he punches the numbers and the clock resets is just so wonderful. He's just like, yes. Ah, <sighs> yes. He's really excited by it, but also like, and Charlie's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? He's like, I don't know. Fuck off. So Charlie goes, do- Vincent, the dog, brings Charlie one of the statues because Charlie's like in the church, like still trying the to build The best line of the something. episode. Charlie says, are you kidding me? Did someone put you up to this? <laughs> yeah, to the dog, right? And the dog's like, no, here's the rest of the heroin, which they need because they need drugs for Jack, even though Sawyer has him in his tent, whatever. And Charlie just decides to just chuck them all in the water. Yep. He just throws him into the ocean. I like Charlie. I'm pretty sick of his only character trait being heroin addict. So, like, him chucking them in the water, I hope that that's symbolic, that they're just, like, gone. And, like, we don't have to see Charlie doing, like, confronted with should he or shouldn't he do heroin again anymore. You don't have to comment on it, but I'm hoping that that's what we get here. Because I like Charlie, and I want him to do something else. I like Church Charlie. That was cool. Am I going to do heroin or not? Again, for the 30th time, I was like, I I get it. I get it. He was a heroin addict. He also found, Charlie found some of the vaccine, and he brings it to Claire. And he's like, look, like, this is how you do it. And she's like, how do you know how you do it? And he's like, oh, I gave it to myself. And I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, he's like, I've done heroin before. Like, what's a random vaccine going to do to me? Like, I'll be okay. This is the craziest part of the episode and the main focus for me. And it made me think of something that I didn't remember until right in this moment. Before he gets the list of names of, like, who needs to come back with him on this, like, weird, you know, scavenger hunt, they bring in Walt to, like, meet him. He's like, you know, prove Walt's alive before I do this. Walt comes in and he's like, hey, they're making me take tests. They're not who they say they are. They're pretending. And I was like, oh, shit. I totally forgot about when we were in the place that Claire was, that they had all that costume makeup and the, like, the costumes and shit. And now I'm thinking that not only is the numbers and the and the pearl cameras thing part of an experiment that they're running behavioral experiments on Michael and this whole like bring us your these four people specifically type things or all these weird behavioral experiments they're running and i think that that leads back to like Russo's daughter being like oh no he just has to tell them a message he's just trying to scare your friends don't worry about it like everybody's cool they're not actually hurting them well I mean I guess like the others killed a bunch of the people on the island on the other side but we don't know so is your theory that the others and the Dharma people are the same or different groups no I think that the Dharma people 
are one set of things, but I don't think that these are, I don't think that these others, they're not like a scary troop. These guys are just running experiments. And I don't know if they're the same people that were killing people or not, but I know that these, I think that these ones are just pretending, they're dressing up in costumes and they're just running behavioral experiments. And they might be the same people. There might be a different group that kills people. Okay. The episode ends with just like a boat shows up and everybody goes, boat! Well, Sun goes, boat! And then everybody's like, boat! And then that's it. There's a boat. So yeah. that was the end of the episode. Do you like my theories? Are they good? Ah, uh, No comment. That's I, fine. I can't really. I was getting in this episode, things I can talk about. I was getting very serious young Hercules vibes of where the <laughs> others wind up. Because like everything is like a muted gray kind of oh, muted brown like, kind of thing. They're weird. They're weird like um bag, like a satchel, like a sack, like a rucksack, burlap, burlap costumes mm-hmm. they're all like yeah young Her- oh god i haven't thought about young hercules in a while and also with the way that tom friendly like uses that like ropes or like rocks on a rope to like snare michael's feet like just feels like a thing that young herc would do yes yes i had i had did he slingshot him like david and goliath slingshot right yeah like he had like the that kind of old school slingshot and he like just roped him around the ankles and pulled him down oh i like that mr echo seemingly knows that michael did what Michael did because Mr. Echo is talking about a, a kid who came to him to confess like that he had beaten the dog because the dog bit a kid's sister and mm-hmm. he's like will I go to hell and like he's telling Michael just like hey I know what you did and uh it's not cool but Michael's just like <laughs> sitting there like nervously like uh yes 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 the way that you feel about Kate is how I feel about Michael like I just hate him I oh, hate really he's so childish in how yeah, he tries to convince true. people he's just like no it has to be like this like it's just like a kid like planning a, like a surprise like no like you have to come here and you can't look and it has to be like this like it's all of that knowing like there's a little bit of i don't remember like dramatic dramatic irony or situational irony or whatever where like the audience knows the thing the characters do not so there's a little bit of that at work here too he's just so frustrating to follow because he is just I just don't like him. He's emotionally underdeveloped, but I do think his motivation of protecting his son outweighs his general shittiness for me. Like, I give him a pass on it. I think that between those two things that he's just like, you know, an immature man, also he's trying to get his son back. I don't fault him. Like, this guy wouldn't be my friend in real life. Seeing him on the show and and being omniscient of, like, the other things that are surrounding this, I'm like... Okay, I can I can get it. I don't agree with it. This is how isn't how I would handle it, but it's not it's not frustrating to me. And I don't know that it's not the it's not the performance. It's just the the way that he's written. I get where he's coming from, and I appreciate that. That's why you're okay with it. But it just feels like he is throwing so much recklessly because, like, at the end of the day, okay, he gets his son back by betraying everybody he's with. He's still on an island. Like, literally live together, die alone. Like, don't you think... And, like, what's cool is that Saeed is like, I think he's compromised. Like, Saeed gets it, right? Saeed knows. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're going to screw over the only other people on the island with you to have your son when, like, you're not exactly... You don't have a great relationship with your son. You no. also aren't necessarily the best survivalist. If if the trade that he's trying to make is like you take our doctor, you take uh, our, our, one of our, our trackers, gunman. you take yeah. like you know Hurley can go, I guess whatever, and you take like one of the ruth like the most ruthless, but like no Sawyer's sheriff, not necessarily a good guy. Yeah, but like then what? And you already killed Letty, who was like the first sheriff. Right. And the psychiatrist who might, I mean, she's, you know, sorry, Libby, but she's kind of useless too. But for emotional support, she's there. So you already killed two, and then you have to bring the, like, the other four kind of important ones besides Hurley. 
But, like, again, if somebody was, like, holding your sister hostage and they're like, you have to trade these four people that you just met on this island, like... Would you do it? Like, he doesn't know, like, what the next step is. He just, like, get the wall back and figure the rest out later. But, like, it just feels yes. so not fully fleshed out that it's just, like, you're not thinking even one step ahead. He's acting on, like, pure adrenaline and pure machismo. Yeah. Yes. Charlie finding a vaccine and giving it to Claire is the hero that 2020 needs. He's just like, here, <laughs> yeah. here's, a, here's a case of vaccine. She's like, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. And he's like, I tried it on myself first. I don't feel weird. There you go. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, yeah. Sawyer saying to Jack, talking about Anna, he's like, I don't even know her last name, and he's like, I screwed her. I was like, oh, that's what you're talking about, you know, from the Lost panel, just like, if this was not on ABC, they would have said, like, I fucked her, but he's just like, like, Sawyer just saying, I screwed her, Anna Lucia, just like, oh, that's, there's no punch there. Yeah, it's such useless information. He's like, I just told you because you're my friend. It's like, but why did he need to know that? She's dead. Yeah. Thanks, man. Like, I fucked that one girl. No one cares. Like, why? Okay. When Michael sees Walt, when they show him Walt, what Walt says is, they make me take tests? What does that mean? Like, it just feels like... I'm already, like, way deep in my theory that this is, like, a biological experiment, so... The make me take tests, like, I think they're making him take behavioral tests. She's also, she asked him, like, some really weird questions, Miss Clue. She's like, was he ever somewhere he wasn't supposed to be? And, like, it, like when did he learn to speak and stuff like that? So they're, like, some kind of weird aptitude test, I'm thinking. Walt is special, right? Is he? They had the, the whole episode. Uh, yeah, Locke had one that he was like, could you see this too? And, like, this kind of stuff. That one, is that what you're talking about? When he was, like, when he got angry, the bird slammed into the wall. Like, Walt's always had, like, funky stuff going on. Like, they, they mm. Walt is special. Like, they talk about Walt being special and so like I don't know if they're just doing biological that I don't know you know what but like yeah things things are not what they always seem with Walt and they, they've hinted at that in the show a couple times already I vaguely remember this last episode we talked about you said that we got another Anna funeral I don't know if you were mentioned if you actually meant funeral because like the Anna funeral is in this episode no no I just meant like we're good like they're more they're oh they're gonna get one and he put like her eyes closed at some point. So, like, I didn't know that they were going to do a real funeral, but they did do a real funeral. Also, Mr. Echo being like, I'm good on the funeral things. Take care of it. I'm pushing buttons now. <laughs> Bro, you're like the one priest on the island. Like, you don't, you won't, don't want to come, like, do the funeral for us? And he's like, no, nah, I got buttons. I got buttons now. I'm happy in here. This is my bachelor pad. We're cool. It's like, he tries okay, to get a bachelor pad just like, oh, like I don't I don't know if you I don't know if that's if you know what that word implies, but yeah, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> but Mr. Echo isn't really a priest. He was like a thug anyway, so like he just hasn't admitted that to anyone else. Like we know that. So like he probably did have a bachelor pad and just was like in the Congo slanging drugs and yeah. hooking up with women. It was screwing screwing them. <laughs> screwing them. I love Mr. Echo. Like at one point, uh, Mr. Echo was my favorite character on the show. Like I just I absolutely love uh, Mr. Echo. He's cool. He's I think he's just cool. a cool, like, unique take on the kind of character that we don't normally see. And he's, like, supernatural and stuff, too. That's yeah. cool. And then just the funeral that Anna gets is short but sweet. You know, she was a woman of few words, and so I will keep it the same and, you know, rest in peace. And so I just thought it was, I thought it was a nice... Nice sentiment. I think that their cemetery is a little close to the beach. Like, aren't you afraid that, like, some water is going to wash up and, like, wash these bodies away? I was like, you guys could have done a little bit better job. Like, go inland just a bit. But I guess maybe the animals might get them. I don't know. You should have really planned this. Why couldn't we have called, you know, somebody in that was, like, more of an architect? Maybe Michael. Michael's got other fish to fry. Michael's got issues. <laughs> Apparently. Yes, he does. But I think that's all the notes I have. The next episode we're doing is the season two finale, Live Together, Die Alone. I don't remember what happens mm. here. Again, we've been on a real run with loss, and I feel like it's going to continue because these episodes are all good now. So uh, looking forward to it. They are good. I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I just hope Charlie stops fucking around with like heroin. Like I hope the heroin, like get rid of it or just like him be like, I denounce heroin. <laughs> Can you please, sir, just say... 
I denounce heroin. Locke sees him throw it into the water and, like, smiles about it, right? Like, Locke knows yes. what's up. That's the closing point, that, like, now Locke can trust him again because he sees him throw it. But I'm saying for, like, our sake. And also, at the funeral, Claire grabs his hand, so, like, they're maybe together again, or maybe just in that moment, or whatever, but... uh you know, yeah. they're they're angling for new stories for Charlie, which is which is good. Good, hopefully. So we have at least one more episode to talk about, or you know, seventy, depending on what you want. Too fast, too forever. Com. Go vote for that thing. Yes, please. But the final thing to do, Joe, before we take a break and talk about Universal Soldier, is to talk about the Fast and the Furious minutes. And I realize, <laughs> I I don't know that I could have done this, but I, I had a moment in naming this ep- this minute. And I, I named this minute "Their Eyes Were Watching Dom" uh, because there's a book okay. called "Their Eyes Were Watching God" by Zora Neale Hurston which is a pretty Ooh. famous book. And okay. last minute, we did the Kate Bush running up that hill verbatim, riding up that hill, a deal with Dom, and I replaced God with Dom. And then in minute 95, I replaced God with Dom once again. Their eyes were watching Dom because of the eyes in the tunnel. But I like, like it. I kind of yeah. wish now that I had done all 95 minutes with like a, a famous God saying references. with the word God in it, but just replacing it with Dom because like it would have been a fun game to play, I think. It would have been hard. We would have got, got stumped. 95 times, we'd have gotten a little stumped. I don't know, but uh, two in a row, but their eyes were watching Dom. minute dom walks over to the hill to check on lance brian continues pursuing johnny tran who turns and shoots at him brian swerves his car and fires at johnny shooting and killing him brian checks johnny's pulse and sees dom's car at the top of an incline brian tells an onlooker to call 911 as he races after dom my question for you in this minute is is lance dead no he seemed like he was kind of like like um he's in pain squirming on the ground yeah yeah he seems like he was just like banged up but like, he wasn't, like, shot, because Dom just hit him with the car door, and he fell down the hill. Which So, like, he probably has, like, some broken ribs, probably has, like, a broken leg or something. He's banged up, but he's not dead. So do you think he'll come back? There's a possibility. Even Johnny Tran, we don't see a body, right? Like, he like he checks his pulse and says, call 911, and then runs away. Like, we don't know what Brian felt when he checked his pulse. Could yeah. Could be, like, low. I, I feel like of the... I mean, you know, I think I, I would think Johnny is dead. I think Lance is not dead, but I think Jesse's Lance... Jesse's dead. Con- Johnny's yeah. dead. I think I counted the gunshots. I don't know if you counted, but I think it's either six or seven, depending on if, when they cut, if it's the same thing or not. But uh, No. What if Lance is the voice of Etion and he's just trying to get revenge... <laughs> For, for Johnny Tran getting murdered. Love it. And he'd be like, he's like what is it? What is it? 
this is a beautiful computer. It's a beautiful machine. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful cyber robo skeleton. Or he's a beautiful machine now. Yeah. He literally is a beautiful. He's like, I'm a beautiful machine. It'd be very cool. I mean, it would make sense and also not make any sense, right? So exactly, that's what I'm going for. And the only other note that I made, and I want to hear all about your things that you found, is that okay. it's a deleted scene from Five. So I don't know if it's exactly canon or not. But as Brian is racing to check Johnny Tran's pulse, a black pickup truck drives by that he, like, slaps at. That reminded yes. me of when Hobbs slapped at uh, the truck oh. as driving by. Like, it's not like he's not get making it go faster with the slap, but he's yes. uh, he's doing he's doing something. He's, like, hitting it angrily, so. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Good call. Good yeah. connection. Well, I like you. that. But, yes, yeah, so you have lots of things here, so what you got going on? I got the guns again, which I've told you about. Easy peasy. Got the car. I like the, the Fords that pull up that almost hit him that look identical. I got the tunnel that I think I showed you last time. Yep. Exactly where Johnny Train is left. I'm sad in this minute I couldn't read because it was graffiti on the ground. There's a graffiti right in front of Johnny Tran, and it looks like it says, like, obviously to my brain, it looks like it says TikTok, T-I-K-T-O-K, but it's not because that's not what it was at the time, right? Like, there was no TikTok. So I don't know what they wrote on the ground. It flashes by really quick. I tried a bunch. It's like, like, it's either like Fick Fock or Fock something. It's some F-O-K, I think, is the last three. The cooler thing... I found, I got all the signs, but the coolest, coolest, coolest things I found. You know, we see Johnny Train die in the tunnel. I got that spot. If you go around the corner. Oh, no. I see what's coming here. Do I have to do this? Yeah, you do. So if you go around the corner, when you see Dom at the top of that hill, it's right there. And that is the Golden West Christian Church, which is no longer there. It's closed on Google Maps, according to the Google Maps. Two cool things before we get to, like, the main thing. One, there's a Burger King on the side right there that they kind of just, like, cut out of the film. But if you look, you see the Burger King logo. Okay. Like, yeah, you see it, and there's still a Burger King there. If you go to, like, you're on the thing, right? Like, you see what I'm... Yes. Mm -hmm. In the shot, in the movie, there's a phone number for Golden West Christian Church. I think you should give it a dial, brother. So if it's a church, what do I say? I think we should go with, did you know that your phone number is in the first Fast and the Furious movie? See what their answer is. They say, like, yeah, there's people, like, do people visit this place? And then you'd be like, thank you for your time. Okay, so wait, so what, so the Golden West Christian Church closed? Or what you say, like, what was the... The Golden West Christian Church closed, but the phone number is still there, and it's still on the side of the building, and it's also seen in the movie and still on the side of the building. Okay. So they just changed Let's it. They out. changed, like, the font. Damn. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Was it disconnected? Yeah, can you hear that or no? Yeah, I heard the like, brr, brr, brr. Yeah, like, it's disconnected. Please check it. It's 213-413-6272. It's a Los Angeles, California number, but it uh, not not in not in service anymore. They had like a K through 6 school. That's why there's that school crossing sign there. And I wanted them to answer like, Golden West Christian School, how can I help you? They really did close for good, like Google Maps told us. Sad, sad, sad. Anything else of note in this minute? Because this is a uh, not uh, a lot happens, but also not a lot happens. But there is a lot to notice about this. So no, I think I got as much as I could. No, I want to see other these weird steps are there. I think we should go take pictures here whenever we <laughs> can. I like lay on the ground and you pretend like you'd be like run up and pretend to check my pulse when we do it. Please. Sure. The one thing that you pointed out, so in the movie, there are the four sets of eyes in that tunnel, but you think now that maybe they repainted one, because, like, there are four different sets of eyes, but, like, you may, you think they might have repainted one of the now eyes to like look like... Now there's, like, six or... 
there's like six of them because they put like four behind Brian. Like there's two on the side that Brian's facing and there's four behind him. But in the movie, it was two on each side. No, no, no. There's three, four. There's four on each side now. And I think there was like just two and two before. And oh, five on this side? Because yeah, in the movie, yeah, was, there's two and two for sure. There's two and two for sure. But I think if you look at where I'm po- posting it, you can't really tell because it's kind of like scratched out or like graffitied over maybe, but it looks like one of them is Paul Walker's eyes, right? That's what I was bringing up is that they looks like they've repainted it to be Paul Walker's eyes. Which would make perfect sense, right? Like it's the set of the movie. It's exactly where it is. Like, and that's essentially where Paul Walker is standing when this happens. So, but I also can't make it out because it's kind of like a graffiti mural type situation. It's just like, it's just like an eye shot. It's like from your above your eyebrows to like the top of your nose. And so it's hard to distinguish, but I really think it's Paul Walker. Yeah. So what are you thinking this minute for trivia question? Something that's like fair. I don't know. My brain is so doggone golden West Christian church right now and the Burger King. We could do an easy question because I don't know like who calls 911 after Johnny is shot. Brian, Dom, Lance, or Onlooker. A bystander. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of like easy, but you know, I don't. I just don't know what else it would be. That's good enough for me. That that works because I, all of the ones that I think uh, I'm thinking of are too difficult. Who calls nine one one after Brian shoots and hits Johnny Tran? Brian, Dom, Lance, or the correct answer, onlooker. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. Easy, but you know, not every question has to be an impossible question. And plus, we are nearing the end of the quiz because we're not going to have questions in the credits, and there's going to be so we might have like five or six more questions maybe so like we're we're getting close well we got the like the post-credit scene too i know but, yeah. but like you think about there's 106 minutes and that's like one or two there right like yeah not, not, I mean, maybe even one essentially just one. i mean it depends i mean we could ask multiple questions if there's like a lot going on there i don't know but yeah i don't think that there is we'll find out. also shout out Haley for letting us know that the quiz was jumbled yeah that i totally it. messed up no it was it was like the gentlest thing ever but there was just like two questions that had the same set of answers yeah because what's cool like the google form the way that i make this on google forms which if you're a patron on too fast too forever.com you have access to but uh it's very very cool with the way that they let you clone questions but i just never updated the answers so uh Whoops, but now it's better. So thank you, Haley. Thank you, Haley. All right, Joe, let's take a break and let's come back to talk about Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. This episode's brought to you by play-games.com, their new game, Pixel Soldier Memory. You will see in this new Minecraft memory game, you will find many interesting Minecraft pictures with Pixel Soldier, and your job is to match all the similar pictures in the shortest time, and that means you will have a lot of points to show, and that in the near future, many other boys' games with Pixel Soldier from the Minecraft world are going to continue to appear right here on their website. Well, shout out playgames.com, and welcome back to the show. So here is some background before we talk about, because all I know what you think about this movie is that at some point, relatively early in the movie, I think you messaged me, you just said WTF is this movie. So I don't know if you like this. I don't know if you hated it. I don't know what yeah. you thought about it. But at one point, you were very confused, to some extent, what we were watching. Is that fair to say? That's very fair to say. I sent over to you yesterday a paragraph kind of synopsis 
of the first movie. Yes, which didn't help at all. I mean, it did, but completely did it, not for this movie. You know, there are franchises, like I feel like The Mikester Show, Third Time's a Charm, is all about the third movie in a franchise, and I know that there's been some like weird kind of fuckery in terms of like when movies actually fall into franchises or whatever. So, like okay. us, with Tokyo Drift, right? Compared to the Universal Soldier franchise, Tokyo Drift is like a walk in the park. So this is the sixth movie in the franchise. Damn. But it ignores completely three of those. So there was one from 92 called Universal Soldier. Yes. Then there was one from 99 called Universal Soldier The Return. Okay. Then there was one from 2009 called Universal Soldier Regeneration. And then this one from 2012 called Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. Okay. There were also two TV sequels. So what this movie does, according to Wiki, this is called a semi-sequel because it ignores the 1999 movie and both TV movies. So it kind of is a sequel to the 2009 one because I think it was the same director. I want to say what they're now doing with like Terminator I think where it's like or with Halloween where it's like well we're just ignoring like a lot of the sequels that people didn't really like we're just going back to the things that people did like okay so it's this weird kind of in between yeah where it's the sixth but it's really the third except it's also kind of its own thing because (laughs) the first one was kind of this action science fiction thing and this is more so thriller suspense martial arts movie so like yeah even in style it's nothing like the predecessor so i've only seen the first movie i watched earlier this year and that movie is about jean-claude van damme and dolph lundgren are on a troop like a, a, a team in vietnam they go mad or at least dolph goes mad they then have a standoff they shoot and kill each other and they are revived as super soldiers except jean-claude van damme begins to remember his memories and kind of snaps and they finally have a show showdown at the end. Does Dolph have to race him before he remembers? Or no, there's no racing, unfortunately. Even though there is there is a race in this movie, which is pretty goddamn cool. Yes, but yeah, at the end of that, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme kills Dolph Lundgren. So I don't know how Dolph Lundgren is back in this movie. <laughs> I have no idea. But now they are also apparently like the leaders of like a terrorist organization. Like the yeah. summary, the re- the recap for this movie says there's no government anymore in the world, which maybe was established in a previous movie. I don't know. No, because there's no mention of that at all in this movie. No. When we turn it on, Rachel was like, hey, you know, it has an expanded title. So she's like, is this like a, a sequel or something? And I'm like, yep. yeah, I think this is like the maybe the fourth movie, Joey said. And she's like, are we going to get like a Resident Evil moment? We're nope. like, <laughs> we're like at the beginning of Resident Evil, they're like, for the past 12 years, like we've been doing this, 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 and this. And we don't get that at all. I don't want to say to this movie's credit, because it, it's not credit or not credit, but, like, almost, it seems like none of that gives matters at all. The it doesn't. The only thing in this movie that, like, I was confused at all by is when he goes to that guy, Mr. Castellano. Yes. And... I would assume that in the past movie at some point somewhere, our main protagonist, John, played by Scott Adkins, fucked this dude shit up and, like, you know, mutilated his face yes. and, like, left him for dead or something. Because this guy has a vengeance for John. But I don't know who this guy is. No. Nope. I don't know anything about any of this. And apparently the dog knows him because the dog's really pissed off, too. That was the only point in the movie where I'm like, oh, you know, a little context here would, would matter. But essentially, there's just a bunch of super strong, super buff dudes who, like, get activated right? And they uh, can just, you know, kill everyone. And regenerate. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're self-healing. And they're under mind control. Yes. <laughs> and they hear voices in their head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of the time being lost during this movie. And when we finished no it, Rachel goes, that was a movie. I actually enjoyed it, but it doesn't explain anything that happened. 
I guess a having a little bit of Resident Evil explain, explainer would be good, but I also I genuinely don't think it matters. I don't think it uh, matters. I had like having seen the original, like I don't. There's no context. Like it's just like they they were super soldiers. Like all you need to know is they're super soldiers. And like I don't even know if you need to know that really. <laughs> no, I don't think you do. That's the interesting part about like. I'm thinking, and I'm like, how could we have gotten here? And I'm like, I almost don't want to know. Twilight, right? Yeah. How did how did we get to, you know, this weird epic showdown with vampires that gets rewound and played again? Like, I don't know. Does it matter? Not really. Like, I'm totally fine watching this. So yes. So I did actually find it very enjoyable. I I really don't know. I, like, I can tell you the plot of it. Why anything happened? No idea. There were some things I did have problems with, but they were just like weird things. Like you mentioned this to me when you messaged me. You were like, "Hey, I don't know if you have a problem with this or not." Yeah. But there's a ton of strobing in this movie, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Nah, Rachel and I are fine with strobing. Not a big deal." It's bad. There's such aggressive strobing in this movie that my cats got irritated by it. And I don't know what the strobe lighting <laughs> actually implies. Like it's maybe mind control stuff. Yeah, it's when you get <laughs> when you get mind controlled, the first like minute or two of your mind control is just strobe lights and then John claude Van Damme shows up. Like in actual reality, what we're watching, it is thirty to forty-five seconds straight of intense strobe light. Like we're intense. You know, like I remember there was an episode of Pokemon, the original series, that in Japan they had to stop airing because it gave kids seizures. And I remember, <laughs> I think some version of it or whatever aired in America, and I watched it. And I was like, oh, like this, like I, it doesn't bother. It doesn't like I can't even see, and I'm sure that they change or whatever. But like I can't even see how this would impact somebody because like it's so nothing to me. Yes, I know photosensitivity is a real thing, and I'm sure Kara has a lot of information. I'm on just, sure like, all of this but like this was I've bothersome never, to me i've never had an issue with it right it's always <laughs> yes. just been like it's just like oh yeah like that's that's just a thing right like oh yeah like you know people have that kind of sensitivity or whatever but like you know not my brain like thankfully whatever right yes this i'm like i don't why what is happening like i can't like it was so <laughs> painful like i had to like look down rachel had to leave the room yeah it was mind-boggling i was like i can't imagine have, having seen this in a theater where you well, can't escape so that's the thing it didn't really hit theaters so okay, the, okay. Here's here's the background. Here's what you need to know. Uh, so this is straight to VOD schlock. Like this is just not Walmart bargain bin stuff, but like this is like not made for theaters. This is B movie stuff. Like this yes. is yeah. the evolution of Grindhouse. This is the Vanishing Point stuff. Whatever. Yes. This is also I will say like the best production quality you will ever see in any of those kind of movies. Yeah, of course. Like, this movie looks beautiful. It is. The fight choreography is great. Yes. Everything about this movie is like of a class that does not that like belies what it actually is. Yep. That said, it is like it's not meant for a mass audience. And the reviews, the critical reviews to this are so mixed. And like one of the negative reviews that like was summed up on Wikipedia, the reviewer was saying like it's so in your face with how violent it is this. that it's almost like asking you just to leave the theater or to stop watching the movie as opposed to like coming to terms with like what the movie is commenting on. I have this problem and you brought this up. This is exactly what I was going to say. My first problem was the strobing. My second problem is like, I'm not a big fan of gore. When we were watching the last episode of Lost, the question mark episode, when like the door slams down on Locke's legs, like that gives me like tingles in my legs. And that's not even 
like they don't show anything right like yep i'm at a point where i've gotten older and like these things make me queasy like i'm just not built for it anymore like when i was a kid sure whatever but like now it's like it's too real there's a lot of gratuitous violence in this movie and like they show you a lot of really weird shit i didn't think that i would ever see you know like swords through your arm or like stabbing through your hand and stuff that like made me feel queasy and it just keeps getting like increasingly and increasingly worse and they keep showing it to you not even like quick cutaways like they like show it to you to like make it a focal point of what's happening and it's very unnerving to me that's a personal thing though so like i don't fault the movie for it i know that that's there's probably people that are like oh this is cool or like that's the point of it to make you uneasy it was just too much for me personally i love this kind of action movie i love this kind of violence and i love this kind of whatever and this is exactly the kind of movie like this is you know also in just not only a b movie this is like a midnight movie like this is the kind of stuff that would play at fantastic fest this is the kind of stuff that Mm -hmm. here and there whatever there are a lot of people online a lot of the reviews for this are like oh my god that final fight and i'm like i was watching the final fight and i'm just like it didn't really like it's fine like it's cool that's not what really got me but yes it's cool definitely but that's not like what I'm imagining when I'm thinking about this, right? No, no, I know, I know what you mean. But like, this is the kind of movie that's made to make a certain type of like person, a certain type of like bro, be like, oh my god, that final fight. But like, there are other movies in this kind of, I guess, genre, crazier and more violent and more like. I think this is great, and I think the violence is super cool and interesting, and like, there's a reason for it and new to me. But like, there are movies like The Raid and The Raid Two, and like, I think I've seen The Raid. There are other movies and. Like, like dread sort of but like that's gun like there's a lot of like hyper realistic martial arts violence movies that yes. are all great like scott adkins the main dude in this comes from that world and has been in a lot of those kind of things the actual physical stunts that he does in this movie excellent are breathtaking at times excellent like his leg work like stuff like it's ufc shit but like yeah he's an actor right you know yeah. it's 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 not Ronda Rousey, like, these parties bore me to death. Like, okay. No, it's Like, good. this guy is, like, carrying a movie and also, like, amazingly incredible and just badass in the role. Agreed. The thing that, like, really stuck out to me, kind of, in terms of, like, what really impressed me about this movie, there's the one fight at the sporting goods store where I was like, okay. holy shit, I've never seen things like like this is like new to me in ways that is just amazing so i'm glad you brought up the sporting goods store i liked the sporting goods store part a lot them falling into a sporting goods store is a great set and like as it was happening i was like rachel this is awesome this is like the perfect setup for what's coming Right? I was like, this is a genius idea. If I was making an action movie, throw two guys that happen to wreck their cars on the street into a sporting goods store, excellent choice. There's so much fun things you can do here. The only thing that bothered me about that is that I feel like it was kind of lazy to only give them baseball bats because you have so much things. My imagination was going to like so many different things. Like there could be fishing rods and hooks and like all of these cool things. And you've established that this is like a violent, bloody movie. Of all the options that you use, you use one bowling ball and two bats. And I was like, come on, guys. Like, you had so much here. Like, like I'm thinking to, like, Bill and Ted's. Like, there could have been trampolines. There could You could have done all this wild shit that, now that you're in this play area and you, like, just settle on bats. Like, And, and that's not putting anything down on the fight because I think it was a great fight scene and, like, very well choreographed and stuff like that. But I was like, you could have had, like, golf clubs, bowling pins, like, all this cool stuff. But you just go with bats and, like, it's... 
that felt so disappointing to me. So that scene, in a sense, and what you're describing reminds me of the Dead Rising video games, which are zombie games on the Xbox. Okay. In those, you can make anything a weapon. You can kill anybody with anything. You can combine weapons in ways and just make crazy, like, whatever. Like, it's just, cool. like, you know, your imagination runs wild. It makes sense. Especially what you're saying here. I think at a certain point, that thing becomes the thing. And I think what this movie really wants to do, what I think it does really well, it highlights the actual fighting. And so by only Mm. having baseball bats, you're actually just seeing them fight and you're seeing the hand-to-hand combat as opposed to like, trampolines like it would be cool but it becomes a different thing altogether and I that's think fair totally different thing but i just watched a horror movie on netflix called nocturne and it's about these two like piano prodigies at the school like trying to go to juilliard or whatever right okay. every time they show these actresses at the keyboard they're not showing them play the piano because they can't actually play the piano so they were cast as actors but every time there's like a close but fingers on the keys it's not them you see faces and then fingers on the keys faces fingers yes. on the keys okay and so even if you're not aware of that or whatever your brain is your brain knows that something funky is going on yes and you're like oh like that's weird and so in martial arts movies and fighting movies and stuff like this where the hero is literally just the stunt choreography like it's john wick it's the gun foo yes by removing quick cuts by having by longer takes and just showing dudes going at it or in this case by only having baseball bats or only having a big, like, I, him I punching through a fucking bowling ball is, like, the coolest goddamn thing I've ever it's seen. so cool. But, like, having fewer of those things make the actual combat more impressive, I think. That's Because instead of being, totally like, it's fair. all stunts, and it could be, like, essentially you and me doing it, like, if, if we were trained long enough, we could, I think, do some kind of, like, balletic choreography with, like, quick cuts sporting good stuff but like yeah the actual mixed martial arts of it all is something that like is much more impressive and i think that's why the movie chose not to go crazy like into the into the weeds on like the accessories they're using because they're instead choosing the highlights to dudes as opposed to like the, the shot because it's like do you want to do you want to focus on them do you want the hero to be them or do you want the hero to be the, i get it. the sporting goods store yep if i was like what are they gonna pick up next it would be much more of a distraction so i get that that a fair assessment. I get where you're coming from because I think there is an opportunity to like have like a really super cool thing where it's like whatever, right? Like where they went from like you're saying fishing pole to bowling ball to baseball bat to trampoline to basketball hoop to yes. hockey ring to ho- skates or whatever. Yes, like hockey, hockey stick. Ev- like you could have had like that's what all I'm saying. When I like went in there, I was like, oh, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Like you have so many options here, and I was let down by the fact that they didn't explore these options. But you're absolutely right. It would be way more of a distraction, and I wouldn't be like. Like, oh, this was just a badass fight scene. I would you would focus on like, oh, then he used all of these things. That's the only thing I can think of was I think they just want to show off because like Scott Adkins and that dude who I, I just wrote down the plumber, right? Because they're like activate the plumber, yeah, yeah. And this dude just like just destroys things, right? Like they're they're just amazing at what they do. So yeah. agreed, yeah, that's totally fair. The guy who did this movie is John Hyams. He did direct the 2009 one. He also directed a movie that came out this year, a horror film, I think, or maybe just thriller called Alone, which was already previously on my list to see this month. I've not gotten to yet if i had done any research ahead of time i would have watched that one before i watched this this guy has not made a ton of movies and it's kind of weird that like he made a new movie that came out in the last like 45 days on vod i think so like it's just this weird kind of coincidence because this movie came out eight years ago or seven years ago right so like a while ago going back to what you're saying before about you know you in a theater or whatever yes this was first released on vod and then 
got a theatrical release. I don't know if it was for, not for Oscar. I mean, possibly for Oscar. Like, I don't know if they ran it for, like, you know, stunt choreography or, like, some yeah. kind of, like, technical yeah, Oscar yeah, yeah. or whatever. But it, it ran in three screens. So, like, it made three grand. Like, it was <laughs> it was never it was never made to, like, you know, make a lot of money or whatever. Apparently not. The reviews were very mixed. One negative one's called it, quote, so gruelingly violent. You wonder if the director's goal is to make the audience get up and leave rather than be party to the brutality. Another called it, quote, so mean-spirited and joyfully violent that it leads towards torture porn. Yes. But the people who liked this movie said it was less of an action film than a horror film because the beginning of the movie, like, again, first-person POV, like in Strange Days. Yes. Him waking up and his daughter saying there's monsters in the house. Yep. First-person walking through and just, like, that all is some straight-up, like, that's horror film shit. Like, that's not action. That's not martial arts or whatever. Like, that's something different altogether. And I, I, was, I was so wildly impressed by that because it was not at all what I was expecting. Same. Yeah, same. I really liked the beginning of the movie. I thought it was great. And then the other positive reviews called it, compared it to David Lynch and David Cronenberg, quote, strange, haunting, sometimes even beautiful odyssey that lingered with me more than any American movie in recent memory. And if more, quote, if more action movies were like this movie, the world would probably be a better place. People on Letterboxd are saying that it's better than Fury Road. And it's like, it's not. Like, it's not even close. <laughs> in terms of this kind of movie, like in terms of a fist, the hand-to-hand martial arts movie this is one of the better ones in recent memory for sure yeah my enjoyability of it comes from the boundary pushing that it did that like it's not a horror movie it's not an action movie it's somewhere in between more violent than i'm used to but also i could still hang there was like lots of gratuitous violence but it also didn't feel as out of place as it sometimes does in these movies like they weren't just like doing it to do it it was part of a fight scene that would make sense so yep. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That Yeah, like I like this. It's what we were talking about with Strange Days, to bring that movie up again, Yep. where people are saying this is so hyper-violent. Like, is it actually commenting on the things it's supposed to be commenting on? Is it just being violent to be violent? And I yes. don't think that's the case there. And I don't think that's the case here either, because I think you're right. Like, there's a point to it, even though there is like this sub sort of subsection, like there's also like the S. Craig Zoller movies, which is like Bone Tomahawk and Brawl and Cell Block 99 and Dragged Across Concrete, where like the brutality is the purpose. Like, that's, that's yes. the point of it all. It didn't feel like that here, for sure. Sure. Not to me. Whatever the in-universe mythology is of all this, I don't. I don't know. But yeah, there's there's there seems to be a point to this. There seems to be reason for the violence, which I think is the important thing. Question for mark? me, as as a viewer that's not like super bonered on gore. Yes. And the only thing I want to say was that Scott Adkins, Jean Claude Van Damme, and Dolph Lundgren were all in the Expendables too. So it's kind of a reunion of sorts. Oh, cool. I think Statham's been in at least one or two of those. So I think you know at some point we'll probably cross paths with at least an Expendables movie or. If people want to watch this, because we don't really, I mean, we talked about what it's about, kind of, but if people want to watch this, it is available for free with ads on Tubi. And it's also, if you have a Showtime subscription, it's on Showtime. Okay, cool. Leah, let's talk about things, because I have some... I have a lot of fast connections. A lot. Fast connections. I have, like, 2F2F connections. So, what do you want to talk about? Where do you want to begin? What fast connections, or what do you want to talk about? Can we just go down the line chronologically? Sure. The movie starts out with a woman in bed in, like, a white nighty, Very a la when Letty wakes up on the beach. Letty or Elena? Or Elena, both. maybe? Yeah. Is waking up, like, in a very... Or, like, you know, and, like, the, the dad kind of sneaks out, Dom kind of sneaks out mm-hmm. type situation. So I was like, okay, we start out there. I was like, that's a good start. The whole premise or the beginning of this is essentially like a kidnapping of your wife and kid which is very um fate 
Okay, so we we saw the main character, and I was like, when they have him like kind of beaten up, and we saw just from the first person view in the beginning, the first thing that came to my head is, you know, every white guy looks alike. I thought it was Jack from Lost for a minute. I was like, oh man, this guy looks a lot like Jack from Lost. Is that who this is? And it's obviously not. No, Jean Claude Van Damme. No, oh, no, you no, mean, no, no, oh, you mean like the main the main guy in the mirror, Scott Scott Adkins? Yeah. Yes, yes. When you see him through like a mirror and beaten up and like all of these things, I was like, oh, he looks a lot like Jack from Lost. I had a similar, not similar to that, but like a similar moment where I was like, who's this ball guy? I was like, oh, that's Jean Claude Van Damme. Okay, cool. Like I didn't recognize him at first. The Jack from Lost. I don't know if you've seen boy he was in some movie where he got like shredded like almost unrecognizably so jack from lost or yeah weird because he was also in bone tomahawk which i just mentioned but no he was it was in a movie called alex cross yes tyler perry movie he stars in that but it wasn't alex cross the books that like rachel's mom read yeah james patterson wrote it yes james like patterson whole, wrote like, it like but did um 30 of them but tyler perry made the alex cross movie no he starred in i think he was alex cross wow okay my and matthew fox was the villain but he was like this mma guy who was like super lean and like vain like you know how like like people i don't know if i don't know if it's roids i don't know if what it is but like they get like very vascular they get like very veiny like it's just like yes. all muscles and veins like that's what he, like, it was like it was terrifying because like jack is just you know like generic tv handsome right like i'm lost yes. he's just like yeah, kind yeah. of unremarkable kind of fit whatever. kind of athletic but yeah. like nothing remarkable. But yeah, here I was just like, oh God, like that's who boy. Yeah. I had a funny side tangent story. When he wakes up, the doctor comes in and he, he, he apparently has like the world's most, most flirtatious nurse for like God only knows what reason. And she's also the receptionist. But the doctor comes in and he goes, my name is Tim Brady. Did I ever tell you my story of like when I hurt my foot? Dr. Tom Brady. The doctor's name is Tom Brady. So I was like, yep, that's really weird. He has a doctor whose name is Tim Brady. I've been to a Dr. Tom Brady and there is a Tom Brady. We get a scene that's like a brothel scene, right? Like, yep. They activate the plumber. And I feel like this is when you probably, is this when you messaged me? I think it was shortly after this. I think it was probably during the sporting goods fight scene. It's, oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. They're in the brothel. It becomes like very like old boy boondock saints. And I was wondering why we never see even Taken, right? There's a broth one Taken. And I was wondering why we never see the family have to like infiltrate a brothel or like not so much like rescue Mia from a brothel, but like how has there never been like there's a bad guy and he's in a brothel? Like we get like clubs kind of sometimes, but I think that would be a really interesting set piece because you have the idea that you're in like a tree where there's like one hallway and a bunch of different doors and you kind of have to explore the different doors. And we don't really get that in, well, I guess maybe the jail cell. I think the reason we don't get brothels is because it's a PG-13 franchise. Agreed. Yes, agreed. But I think what we get, which is kind of a more interesting remix of sorts, is I think Madame M's house of whatever she's got going on. Not brothel, but like brothel adjacent, where just like, oh, there might be stuff like that going on here. Because like, this seems less like a brothel and more just like a, hey, this is a place where anything goes. Where like you can do whatever you want, and like we're just you just pay us and we'll like make it happen. And I feel like there's something like it's a more empowered version in Hobbs and Shaw of Madame M. But I was going for like the physical layout of the set. Okay, yeah, for like from room to room or whatever, like clearing one room after another. Yes, the idea that you have like one hallway, all the rooms are interconnected, kind of like a hotel. I guess we get some like apartment buildings, but we don't really see the like you know you have to check every door type situation that we get in a lot of these movies, and that set piece is interesting to me. And I was wondering why we don't ever get that. But like, yeah, like we ran through, okay, apartment buildings, they do the PG-13 version of a very similar type of set. The plumber takes an axe, 
and he starts chasing them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we get a very The Shining moment where he axes through the door and then peeks his eye through. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, here's Johnny. Like, that's it. Like, they're definitely doing a little tip of the hat to The Shining right there, right? Like, yeah. So I was like, that's cool. That's not a fast connection. But that was something I thought was very interesting. And then, okay, so, you know, we know that they're super soldiers. They have to get, like, activated. And they all of a sudden introduce mind control, which is fucking mind-boggling that we just watched Spy Racers Season 2. And the whole premise of Season 2 of Spy Racers was mind control. And they bring up mind control in this movie. I'm sort of surprised in a lap full of memory and memory loss that we haven't had as we haven't had more mind control. Yes, same. Than we have. That's but what yeah, I'm saying. We, we talked about how like Spy Racer season two was on brand in that regard about memory and memory loss and everything, and then here we are. But like we never overtly were talking about mind control, right? Like Letty gets amnesia. We've done memory loss movies, but we don't do too many mind control movies. And then like we get two back to back in like three weeks, right? Like yep. I was like, what the the fucking chances like it's you should pretend like this was a theme for this week of course it was you know <laughs> exactly I, I know what i know everything about everything exactly because it's it just mind control week week wacky mind control week here on too fast the movie starts to take like a, we- a weird sci-fi turn we get this like awesome fight scene where like he he finds like this stripper that he seems to have known but doesn't remember and she's like telling him about his past and like all of a sudden the plumber shows up there and this is when he like has the axe and he like cuts his like hand off cuts three fingers off yes so in i think i think i think in the paragraph i sent you but i had forgotten at this point that these super soldiers are self-healing as well well i get that now from the title of the other one being called regeneration well yeah Mm -hmm. so i didn't know that the super soldiers were self-healing the other guy gets his full foot like his full toes cut off right like foot at the at pretty much like the ball of your foot right he cuts like everything off and i'm like that's weird they just like wrap it up and i'm like this dude needs to go to a fucking hospital man like there's no bandage that like covers your fingers that are cut off and so like because i obviously don't know about the regeneration part and then like we cut to like another scene and like the guy like takes his like foot bandage off and it's just like a foot again raw skin not even, i wouldn't even call it skin it's just like raw human body yeah it looks like it was like a burn right and i'm like no 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 that was the same guy that was missing a foot right like he got his yep. whole foot cut off i was like yeah it's him he just grew back i was like interesting okay that's very weird he, he and another guy get into a fight that's inconsequential about the bottle of whiskey that they were holding, I guess, whatever. John claude Van Damme shows up, shoots someone. But then we get a very awesome car chase. This is obviously very Fast and the Furious. Before we get there, just really quickly, before we get to the car chase, there's a scene before that I mentioned with Mr. Castellano, uh, when oh, we were yes. talking about the, the thing and everything, and he says a line... I've got all the time in the world. And I was like, ooh, nothing but time. <laughs> yeah, true. True, I didn't also catch that one. watching video footage like we just saw in Spy Racer Season 2, where uh, Gary and Tony are watching spy footage too, or, or, you know, video camera footage or whatever too. So like, a minor <laughs> thing, the, the more direct thing is all the time in the world, but... Uh, I promise you, no one else on the planet for the history of the world will ever compare Universal Soldier... Day of Reckoning to Spy Day of Reckoning yeah, to no, Spy Racer not. Season 2 ever again. Absolutely not. And we brought it up twice now. Yeah. They get into a car chase, but it's not, it's, it's, a, he has an SUV, the plumber who's still chasing them, who regenerated his foot is still chasing them is in a service vehicle, right? Like a plumber's truck. Oh, I wish I knew the, I wish I remembered the phone number that was on the side it was like five, 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 like pipe or something. Yes. Like, five, five, five pipe. That's what it was. Yep. That's cool. exactly what it was. 
just I thought that was funny. It was a nice joke in the middle of this movie to like let you know it wasn't taking itself too seriously. I enjoyed that too. The scene becomes very Fast and the Furious very, very quickly, right? Yep. They're like driving along, they're on a bridge, all of a sudden he pulls out a shotgun and starts like uh-huh. shooting from the driver's side, like at the car. There was a very minor detail in this scene that really drove me crazy. So he goes to the strip club at one point, he picks up this woman. Yeah. And I don't exactly know. I think she's probably from a previous movie because like I got the sense that she was more important than the movie actually kind of led on, but I don't know how or why. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Atkins is driving her. John is driving her. Plummer is like ramming them and he's got the shotgun. He's shooting at them or whatever. Yes. And she's sitting there in fear, but she's got her hands like on the window yes like, yes the windows rolled down and her fingers are like out the outside window. a vehicle that is being <laughs> rammed by another vehicle i'm like lady hands inside the car like it feels like you know roller coaster yeah like, please God keep damn, arms like, and legs inside the vehicle at all times yeah and also like you know the, the guy is shooting i think he, i don't know i don't know what his mind control programming is having him do right but like he wants to shoot at them but i feel like there are opportunities for him to shoot and kill one or both of them just through the window but instead he like shoots out the tire and i get that that like ultimately leads us yes. to the sporting, the sporting store. goods store but i was just like it feels like if your mission is just to kill them like he could have easily killed at least one if not both of them just by shooting through the window 100 percent, i agree with but, you it's okay. less interesting but it could have happened no then you bring up that he shoots out the tire which is what the truck driver does to dom and we just watch this in the minute right that's how he gets rid of one of the vehicles or maybe yeah. it's like lance or something Some, somebody's i think it's dom's tire gets shot out yeah no no it is it is dom's because that's why he has to pull over because yes you know he shoots at the tire but then he shoots at the engine the engine's what overheats and makes him pull over but yes but he shoots out the tire so i was like oh that's very very fast and the furious then we get this like epic car flip and we make it to the sporting goods store he's leaving the sporting goods store and he goes full grand theft auto the video game immediately he just st- stands in front of a car coming down the street and goes, get out, throws the driver. It's like a scene, like, straight from Grand Theft Auto 3, or, well, I mean, any Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. But, like, he just, like, just, like, puts his hand out, stop, takes the driver, throws him out of the car. It's a a mint 70s Mustang, gets in the car, and they just drive off. And I was like, okay, I guess that works, sure. Have you seen the Crank movies? No. Okay, because, again, we'll cover those at some point, because Jason's in both of those, that, like, they are of a type with these as well. You would see Jason Statham or Chev Chelios, as he is named in that movie, just like stop a car and just be like, no, get it. Like, I just, like, I need, like, it's like movies that are aware that they're in an action movie, kind of. Yes, yes, yes. The thing with all these movies that, like, we're talking about, like, um, my my buddy that I work with kept asking me if I've watched Triple X yet. And I'm like, no, because at this point, if I haven't seen them, I'm saving them to watch when we get to them, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I will definitely watch all these Statham action movies, but I know that I have to, like, not have to, but I'm going to be watching them at some point. So I'm like, it's much more interesting when I watch them for the first time, as opposed to like, oh, yeah, I remember this. So I'm like, I have to kind of have to save them. Then we get to something else that I don't think we've ever overtly talked about in the Fast and the Furious, but we've kind of danced around it a lot. She takes him, he's like, where was I at? Like, we hung out in your house, and he's like, my house? She's like, yeah, it's this shack by the river. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not my house, because he remembers that his wife and daughter were shot, like, in the house. And so she takes him there, 
and he runs into his clone. Yep. And for all the talk that we've had about evil Dom, Dom's evil brother, all of these things, I don't think we've ever really brought up the fact that we could clone them. I think we've talked about clones. I think we've talked about Han possibly being a clone. I think that's true. You're right. Whether Etion could whatever, but yes. We've never introduced clones into the realm of Fast and the Furious. But like you said, like we have Etion, we've had super Uh soldier rebuilds, half bionics. Clones is just the next step right it's sure. it's yeah. right there you're so yep. close so yep. i was like okay that would be really interesting for us to re-add to the series and that would make sense for yes han it would make sense if we like install an evil dom like it's the superman versus like evil superman all of these things right like who's the the greatest thing you can fight it's yourself and i thought that would be really interesting if at some point instead of having a hobbs battle someone that's supposed to be equal to Hobbs, like Dom versus Hobbs, that we just have The Rock fight himself. Yeah. Because, you know, he's pretty much like the ultimate warrior, right? Like he's, it's Hobbs that's like the the biggest, strongest, fastest, best guy ever. And I think The Rock could play, is dynamic enough in his acting that he could also play an evil clone of himself and pull it off. Yeah, for sure. And with the wrestling moves, he could also fight himself and do both sides of it. So I was like, oh, that's really cool and very interesting to think about. We're so close to clones. Like, you're you're right there, guys. You're just dancing around it. He kills the clone. He finds out that there's, like, this river, right? He's like, you got to go up the river or whatever. Like, I think this you is what drive he up the river. That's where he takes the shipments. from Mr. Castellano, yeah. And, like, this is some, like, straight-up, like, Apocalypse Now shit. Like, this is, like, they're in Vietnam, but they're in wherever they are. I don't know where. Like, do we, do we, do we know where this movie takes place? In America, I think, right? It's but, in like, America, I think, but I, I, yeah, I also don't know. You could tell me, like, Iowa, or you could tell me, like, California. This river scene of them, like, going up the river is really, like, straight-up Apocalypse Now shit. Especially, like, at the end... And I don't know if it's connected, but like when he finally gets to Jean-Claude Van Damme at the end and his face is painted like white and black, I was like, oh, they're keying on some like classic film references and stuff like that. Yes. Touching on like the classics, the hallmarks, whatever. Right. So, yeah. And so he has like the final showdown with Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's like the ultimate warrior. He's now the ultimate universal soldier. They have to fight each other. They both kind of can regenerate. And we get like some really gross scenes where he like cuts his bicep open or his uh-huh. like, forearm. And I was like, this is something I never thought that I would ever see or want to see. Like, not for me. It fits because the fight scene is good. Ultimately, he kills Jean Claude Van Damme, right? What does he do? Like, stabs through him and then blows his head off? He stabs through Dolph Lundgren's head. Okay. So before we get there, he goes up the river and he finds a doctor, right? And this doctor is, like, trying to, like, fix his brain, kind of, because this is when we find out essentially, or maybe, or possibly, I don't say essentially, like, we know definitively, but, like, yes. that he might have been bloodshotted, right? That he, like... This is, yeah, this is what I'm getting to. It feels very bloodshotted because the doctor's like, I implanted these memories to give you motivation and we had tried this before with other soldiers but they can't accomplish the missions because they don't have like emotional motivation and yes bloodshot because they're like yeah these memories weren't real your daughter and your wife aren't real they're implanted they're just there to so we can manipulate you it's like oh shit but then he fights everyone like there's a point where it's like him versus the world essentially right yeah because he because the doctor's like i will take these do you like want to stop feeling the pain he's like yes like i don't want to you know remember that my wife and daughter were shot in front of me and he goes to take the memories out and as he's taking them out he gets it looks like he gets sad that he's losing these memories and he stops it he like breaks free to stop him from 
removing these memories and then just fights his way out of the mobile hospital kind of situation. He kills a bunch of grunts and then he finally gets to Dolph Lundgren first. And then this is where, you know, they're stabbing each other, stabbing each other in the back. He's like doing like all this like knife fighting, like knife jitsu and stuff. And like, yes. that's kind of some of the rage shit. Yes. That's who he impa- he impales through the head with the machete that he goes like up through the chin, through the top yes. of the head. But then in the fight versus Jean-Claude Van Damme, who is the, you know, the head bad guy. And apparently it took a while for Jean-Claude Van Damme to like be okay with this final fight. Seemed like he wanted Why? to make sure that like it was like legitimate and earned and whatever because he's like people don't fight like this. Like there was like a lot of like theatrical choreographed like uh. not genuine earned whatever. Because this is effectively his passing of the torch. Like if there are more Universal Soldier movies it's going to be about no longer about Luke Devereaux who is Jean-Claude Van Damme it's going to instead be about Scott Adkins' character, who I think was maybe in the the tomb. So it's kind of like, but this is more of an official, firmly passing of the torch yes. kind of moment. And Jean-Claude Van Damme's been in a ton of action movies, and he was like a martial artist. So yep. he has every right to say this. In this fight scene, like there's some crazy stuff where like John blocks a machete blow with his forearm. Like we were like in the, in the sporting yes. goods store, you know, the plumber's got like a metal baseball bat and John takes like a wooden baseball bat and he's using that and like stuff breaks or whatever. But here I know that he regenerates, but it's still, it creeps me out Jarring. to see like him use his forearm to like stop a machete blow. He yes. grabs the machete with his hands. And finally at the end, end of this Jean-Claude Van Damme just kind of like acquiesces he's like go ahead like he stops resisting and lets him kill him so it's just like enough is enough my time is over it's your time now yeah and that's when the three soldiers kind of come in and like bow to him a little bit like showing him deference showing him respect yeah yeah then he like kills his handler or whoever that guy is who I again probably would we would know from a previous movie well yeah this is like a very weird end of the movie which I liked but was very very bizarre he goes and like meets his handler who also looks like Ethan from Lost. <laughs> he, like, meets him, and he's like, yeah, man, like, you accomplished the mission? Good job. That's what we made you for. So he's like, fuck you, and just, like, kills his handler. And then in the van behind him, another handler comes out, just takes his place. These guys just pick up the dead handler and put him back in the van, and everybody's like, oh, I guess that's how it goes. Well, I think that's kind of to what Jean-Claude Van Damme is saying when they're talking at the end, like, before he, like, lets him kill him. It's just like... There is no end. There's always another John. Like, you think that, like, this is yes. the end. Like, you think that you killed me. But, like, there's somebody like you who is going to have to deal with, that like, you're going to have to deal with, you know, very soon. So. Yeah. It's weird. It sucks. It's weird and it sucks. But I thought that was a fun, weird ending to this movie. Because it's, it's cool in that, like, it feels realistic in a way, right? But it also sets it up for more sequels if they want to have more sequels or whatever, so. And it's very Resident Evil. We just watched all the Resident Evil movies. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, you get to a point where they're like, oh, which one's the real one? And are you the real one? And we've just been building a better, perfect soldier. Everybody's replaceable, and there's copies of everyone. And, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Any other thoughts about Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning? No, I I can't believe how many fast connections I saw in this movie. For being, I think, wildly different. I mean, like, I get that it's an action movie, but it being, like, action horror and, like, violent, it's it's weird how many things that I saw that were relatable and how many things the other movies we've watched recently that were relatable. It was interesting. I don't think that I can convince Rachel to watch the rest of them. I don't know that you need to, because apparently the second one is, like, dog shit. Like, the second one is 
bad. Like, people yeah. don't like the second one. I have no idea. But I, like, I didn't even know, even researching, I didn't know that there were, like, the TV sequels, like, are, it feels like they're hidden. Like, it feels like nobody really wants you to know about those. So I don't even know if, like, anybody has seen those. But, like, okay. the first one is good. The first one's kind of a classic. I think you could probably get her to watch that because it's, like, early 90s, you know, feeling like kind of like an 80s action movie. I think that that's not too much of a stretch. The yeah. first one that this guy did, which is the third one, which is Regeneration. That's supposedly also another good one, but I feel like that would be closer to this. And I feel like this is probably the better version of that. So okay. if you wanted to watch more, I think you could probably convince Rachel to watch the first one because it feels more like just like an 80s, like not he's not in it, but like it feels like an Arnold movie. Like it's a Jean-Claude Van Damme mm. kind of thing, right? So like, yeah. I think she would probably enjoy the first one because it's nothing like this. Like this is wildly different from that. Interesting. Okay, that's cool. But I'm glad I finally saw this because, like, I had heard such good things about this movie that I finally, I'm glad that I finally was just like, oh, okay, like I get it now. Yeah, same. It was, it was definitely worth the watch. It was, it just, just for the brain, just for the thoughts that it created in my brain. Yeah. Uh, do you want to watch a trailer? Yes, let's watch a trailer. It's from Movie Clips Trailers, not Movie Clips Classic. Movie Clips Trailers. Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning official trailer number one. I'm ready whenever you are. All right, three, two, one, play. Magnet. Yeah, Magnet's one of the like I think you know that that, that opening scene where he's like, "There's monsters in the house," and he like walks in and sees all the guys was really badass and frightening. It's also very um, Death Wish. Like there's the five Death Wish, like the Charles Bronson movies, but they remade it with Bruce Willis, and like that movie is all about him, you know, his wife and daughter getting raped and murdered, and like him getting vengeance on them. So like that's just straight up Death Wish. Yeah. Yeah. Is out of control. Only one man can stop them. Oh yeah, when he sees like the video of him killing the guy that he found dead, and he's like, "What's going on?" And I di I didn't expect it to be a clone. I thought that he just didn't remember what happened. Him catching the baseball bat in there was also awesome. yes, very badass. I agree. Vindication. There's there's so much nudity in this movie too for no reason. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just a trapping of the genre, right? Like it just yeah. be like I'm gonna see some brutal act, acts, uh, brutal action, naked Lots ladies. Lots of boobs. Yeah. yeah. You see some dick in this though too. You see some dick in this too. And there was like lots of different boobs. It wasn't like all you know twenty year olds. It was like. They had the whole yeah. range. I, I don't know where that trailer plays. I'm sure, like, it's a YouTube thing or whatever. I'm sure it also plays, like, on a Blu-ray, like, you know, before, like, the things you just skip through that I'm like, why are these? You already got my money. Like, I like, stop trying to sell me more <laughs> Blu-rays. I'm the only person buying them. I'll figure it out. Like, you don't have to show six trailers before I get to my movie, but probably plays there because it's not showing in theaters because, like, this movie's not in theaters, right? So Yeah. The trailer sold the movie exactly what it was, yeah. I think. With, like, a little bit less violence and a little bit less nudity. But it tells you, like, hey, there's a strip club scene in here. You're going to get some. Yeah. So the Letterbox game. So for reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road, the most popular film on Letterbox, has been seen by 652,000 people. 652,000. Or whatever. In that okay. 652. Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning from 2012, directed by John Hyams, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, Scott Adkins, and Dolph Lundgren, mm. has been seen by how many people? Average rating of 3.12. Even with the cast, it not being in theaters, straight to VOD, I gotta go low. Even it being new, 8,500 people. You're not wildly far off, but you're too high. 6,000? You gotta go somewhere in, the, somewhere in the middle. One more one more guess. 6,700. 
72-37-72-37 In the first yep. guess, I wasn't that bad. Out of those 7,200 people, how many have it in their top four? And I will say that this number surprised me. I won't say which way, but I'll say this number surprised me. I'm going to go six. You got to go higher. Higher than six. Um, 11. Yep, 11. Yep. Okay, cool. I, I thought it was going to be higher than that. Because, no, I thought it was going to be lower. I was I was expecting like three. This guy that I used to follow, Silent Dawn, I don't follow him anymore. Like, he gave it five stars. Okay. Uh, this person, I still follow Holly Horror, who just usually likes, you know, schlocky B-movie stuff. Not necessarily like this, but like weird, you know, 80s yeah. Halloween horror stuff like that. Like she loves that kind of stuff. Like she gave it four and a half stars. So I feel like for a certain subset Audience. of people, yeah. this is the shit. And I was sort of surprised that we didn't have more of that, but, you know, here's what it no. is. So 11. Yeah, not too bad. 11, 11 makes sense. So we're going to go to Soul, Brig, uh, Soul Breaker slash Winnebago. One Soul Breaker Soul Winnebago. Breaker slash Winnebago. Five stars. His second review says, fuck, man. Some of the best fight choreography ever. Definitely the best one. Five out of five. I don't give a fuck, bruh. Adkins made JCVD his bitch. It was like watching the little gingerbread man being dunked in the milk in Shrek. Wow. So, you know, we th- you thought that nobody was going to compare this movie <laughs> to, to Spy Racers, Spy Racers but this dude's comparing it to Shrek, so, you know, maybe, you know, everything, you know everything's everything, right? Is this guy... <laughs> yeah. This guy's from Haiti. I don't know. So, he has his top 20 movies on the right. I don't know... If, I don't know that these are from there. Maybe they are. But his top four on Letterboxd, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, is number two. Okay. Number one is a movie that I don't know that you're going to be able to guess, but it's a movie that we mentioned in this episode. John Wick. No, but similar. For a similar reason, we mentioned it. Jack Reacher. No. Death Wish. Nope. It's a movie that I don't think you've seen. I think you, you said you th- you thought you saw you the, the first one. The this Raid? A, uh, yes, The Raid 2 is his favorite movie. Yeah, I think I've seen The Raid. I think we. I think Rage when I watched it. It is brutally violent. Like, it's awesome. Like, it's great. It's like this, you know, like it's this yeah. kind of thing. Is he in a building trying to get out of the building? He's trying to go up a building. Yeah, I think we've seen that. Um, so that's his number one. Number two is Universal Soldier. Number three, I'm almost positive you've seen. I'm almost positive you love. It is, uh, how do I, what is like, what is one of like the drug movies? Traffic. Blow. No, but the same star. As Blow? Mm-hmm. Is it Donnie Brasco? Nope. Same star, though. I know. I love it. I, I think Donnie Brasco is one of the best gangster movies. It, totally slept on movie. If you guys haven't seen Donnie Brasco, it's, I think it's the most slept on gangster movie of all time. And it has I Al think Pacino you're thinking, and You're thinking of um, drug movies, I think, in the wrong way. Chocolat? Is it a drug? No. Chocolate is the drug? It's actual drugs. It's not metaphorical drugs, but it's not the production and selling and distribution of, but rather the consumption of. The consumption of drugs with Johnny Depp. Pirates of the Caribbean. No. Man, I'm Johnny Depp blanking. I just listed like all the ones that were on the top of my head. We were somewhere outside Barstow when the drugs began. To oh, take Fear and Loathing. Okay. Yep. As weird as it sounds, I don't think of Fear of Loathing as a, as a drug movie. Oh, but it's 100% a drug movie. It 100% is. I agree with you. But, like, my love of Hunter S. Thompson and that book and that movie makes it so much different than a drug movie to me. Sure. His number four movie is a movie that we have not seen for this show, that theoretically we could watch for the show at some point, is the inspiration for a thing that we have talked about more than almost anything else Mm, that's a that's a weird kind of comparison, but it's the first thing in a franchise uh, that has led to a thing that we've talked about a lot on here, but we've not covered on here. Oh, that's very vague and roundabout, but I'm sure that it's just something that's so obvious that I you can't say it. It's a movie you just watched for the first time, or you should Rachel for the first time very recently. Forrest Gump. 
Nope. What movies did I just make her watch? I'm trying to think. Not Back to the Future. Nope. Because she saw Same year-ish, though. Is it Alien? A year before that. No. No. And not totally, I mean, again, not not like this movie we just talked about, but not totally dissimilar from this movie. Is it like, is it a horror movie? Nope. And around Back to the Future times. Mm-hmm. Mid-80s. Well, did I make her watch? And it's part of a franchise, you said? Yep. First one in a franchise. I don't know what franchises we just started. I don't remember. Karate Kid? Yep. Okay, cool. There you go. Perfect. So the Raid 2, Universal Soldier, Day of Reckoning, Fear and Loathing, and the Karate Kid. That's a nice That's a nice swath. His top 20 on his right is Almost Famous, The Raid 1 and 2, Creed, Akira, Fight Club, Taxi Driver, V for Vendetta, No Country, blah, 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 blah. So basically... It gets more... It gets more bro, mainstream. Bro goes to college, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, we had like a nice mix of like Karate Kid and like The Raid and Fear and Loathing. I was like, this is like... A, it's up there, but it's like, it's a little mixed and then... Yeah. No. All right, Joe. So next week, now that we have finished what was clearly always Mind Control Week, I just, yes. didn't, we just didn't announce it. 100%. Next week, we have another Nico Kevo episode. We are back to our regularly scheduled program. We're doing Furious 7 on Tuesday. Cool. What's the, what's our Thursday, or what's our Friday movie? Friday, we are doing, we're kicking off a mini run that's a week and a half long, ties into something we covered a few episodes ago. What? We are starting a mini little run of Robert Rodriguez stuff. We are watching Alita Battle Angel on Friday. Ooh, nice. I've never seen it, so I'm excited. That's it's cool. brand new-ish. I think it came out like a year and a half ago. Yeah, I remember. Michelle Rodriguez has a very small role. Okay, but cool. Isaac Gonzalez, who plays Madam M, is in it. Oh, nice. Maybe also has a small role. I don't remember. Rick Yoon, who plays Johnny Tran, has a very small role in it. And it is directed by Robert Rodriguez, who will also direct Machete and Machete Kills, which we're covering the following week. So Ooh. we have lots of Michelle Rodriguez in Robert Rodriguez movies these next three episodes. Not related after seven. and not married. Reminder. Not related to not me. Married. Any other thoughts about anything we've covered in this episode? Or do you want to pack it up and come back on Tuesday for Furious 7? I say no. If you want to watch universal soldier if that was sounded interesting it's a it was an interesting movie give it a shot i was pleasantly surprised by it rachel was not pleasantly surprised by it and joey seemed to like it too so based on those tastes figure it out i texted dan the duke when i was watching i was like you this feel like right up your alley. He's like, oh yeah, like that. Those are great. Like I messaged my coworker that usually likes a lot of these kind of movies that we watch, and I was like, I literally just texted him. Was like, have you seen this movie yet? Because like I think you'd like it. So for all things too fast too forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com/slash too fast too forever, or at too fast too forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at too fast too forever.com. You still have a little bit of time to vote to decide what we are doing for our TV segment starting next week or a week and a half. I don't remember. Time is weird. But go to TooFastTooForever.com to vote there if you have not yet already. Again, email family at cageclub.me and come back on Tuesday for Furious 7 with Nico and Keva. I'm excited. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we'll tell you all about it when we see you 